Hello, Internet. You're listening to Genius Cast with Scott and Mike. I'm Scott. He's... Oh, wait, no. Mike's not here. He's, uh, unfortunately, as a member of Korean Saturday Night Live, he has to be uh, on location for a taping of The Genius next week. So filling in for Mike today is the great Angie Kantz. Angie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us all the way from... Toronto. Here, Toronto. That is in South Korea. Is that like near uh, near Kangwon or or uh, Gangnam? Absolutely. Yeah, right next to Gangnam. Cool. Cool. Um, Angie uh, has put together those wonderful genius cheat sheets that many of you have shown your significant others in trying to insist that they watch the genius before they told you they are not interested in. Please stop bothering them. So uh, before we get started today, uh, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at who is Scott Green. Mike, who is, uh, who is not here this week, is at Michael Botta, B-O-T-T-A. Angie, what is your Twitter handle? I'm at Angie Kantz. And you and, spell, that, uh, spell that C-A-U-N-C-E. The people all know how to spell your name, Angie, I'm sure. You there's, think so? there's because no one the... who couldn't spell it on hearing it once. Yeah. Gotcha. You've probably never had it misspelled ever on any form mm-hmm. by, that anyone else no, ever spelled out. Never. No, never. People can't spell green, so um, yeah, you, you don't have a chance. Uh, and, <laughs> Don't don't uh, don't forget to check out. Uh, and I get mail occasionally for like Suit Green S O O T T. Well, just are really bad at, at touch typing. Uh, don't forget to check out the Reddit for the Genius uh, Reddit slash R slash the Genius, and you can uh, you can chat with such genius luminaries as me. So, <laughs> That's worth it right there. Yeah, right on. Uh, no, it's a, it's a great place to speak genius talk with uh, other English speakers. And so you should do that. And again, we are going to spoil everything that's happened on the genius up through episode 10 of season four. So if you're not to this point, I mean, have you really been listening to this podcast? If you're not watching the genius, I mean, even my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. No, that that would be ridiculous. And if she did, she would call me and say, I heard what you said about me on the podcast. Thank you for mentioning me. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, one other quick programming note uh, before we get started. Next week's episode, we're hoping to get it up Wednesday. We may or may not be able to, as I've mentioned before on the show. We're, I'm about a week away from, from having uh, my second kid. I guess my wife is a week away from having the kid. I was but about I'm to say, kid. that's a big responsibility for you to take upon yourself. Well, well, I, I've learned you don't say, like, we're pregnant because I'm not yeah. pregnant. She's pregnant. But we are expecting. And that's once the baby's out, we're both going to have the baby. Like, she's having the baby. But then we'll both have the baby. Yeah, so, and then you, then you get to carry it around for a change. Yes, yes, which I'm looking forward to, and it weighs less for me than for her. Yeah, that's um, true. So, yeah, I don't have to carry the placenta in the <laughs> in the swaddle sack with the baby. And you get to carry nice. it somewhere that's like sensible for your body. You don't need to like throw your back backwards in order to sustain the weight of this thing, right? I'm not yeah, bitter. But it, but I'm not uh, bitter about pregnancy or anything, by the way. So it takes up an arm when you do it that way. The way she's doing it, she has both arms free, so that's nice. Plus, she gets to sleep a lot. So. <laughs> Let's get to episode 10 of season four of The Genius. Uh, We're playing uh, Cooperative Hold'em eventually, but let's start. Let's bring in our Let's bring in our our contestants. We start with Jinho, who enters with with a buddy. It's Jung Giwon. Hi. Are you (laughs) Jung Giwon? He is an IT entrepreneur and a memory national representative. Um, He was going to tell us which competition that was, but he, he forgot. Yeah, no, he did. I was going to Google that, but I forgot as well. <laughs> it's uh, it, it sounds impressive, and uh, I'm I'm not going to check. I'll just trust him on that. <laughs> they they met on a show about gifted people because, as you know, in South Korea, once you're on one of these shows, you go on all of these shows, 
and then yeah. your career is that you're famous for being famous. But I will say, in America, the people who are famous for being famous haven't done anything. In Korea, at least they're playing a game. So that's yeah, it. they they have some accomplishments. Like they're smart, at least some of the some of the celebrities in the in the states, I think, would could could not hold water on something like this. So, yes. so um, also, uh, I should mention before even that happened, we had a quick summary of the final four contestants. Uh, Kyung Hoon was was teased as uh, his his tagline was the unpredictable uh, drag uh, the unpredictable. I can't even read my handwriting here. The King unpredictable Slayer? something. Kingslayer, thank you. Kingslayer. You almost said Dragonslayer. Well, yeah, I was thinking about Coach. <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking Dragonslayer, too. So. King Arthur's journey is complete. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the unpredictable Kingslayer. And I thought it was interesting, looking back uh, the second time watching the episode, that we got this little retrospective on Jinho's last episode, that like it was the last time we had the icon of the genius. And yes. so he gets this lovely send-off where he's the icon of genius. And the little... Prediction, uh, not prediction, a little, I don't know you call it a spoiler because he already beat Sangman, but that Chung Hoon is the Kingslayer and he's going to slay another king today. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you, that was palpable. You could feel that in the air. Well, it's exciting. This was the most exciting feeling episode of the genius we've had in a while. My uh, heart is still racing. I'm still, yeah, I'm still. Yeah, you just finished up. the episode a few minutes ago. I watched I it much earlier and then I rewatched parts of it. I didn't rewatch the whole thing because there were 20 rounds and like most of them were nothing happened rounds. Yes. So. All right, so next comes Dongmin. His buddy is Jung Junyong, who is a researcher. Yeah. And uh, everybody makes fun of him because he's fat and he looks old, even though he's 29. He says yeah. he's 30, but uh, he's 29 in American years. He was born in 1986, <laughs> so he's not 30. Right, and he looks like Dongmin's dad, apparently. Which Apparently, even though he's four years younger than Jinho, who yeah. looks a lot younger. When I told my wife Jinho was older than us, she said, uh, that can, yeah. yeah, that can't be. He's got a baby face. I, I was thinking too. It's kind of interesting if you compare this to like the family visit on Survivor. It's kind of awesome this idea that you know, forget your dad. I want you to bring the smartest person that you know, and it's kind of fascinating to see who these people bring as well. Who would you bring? <sighs> I don't. <sighs> you don't know what the game is. You just they say bring someone to help you on the genius. Who you I have a friend who got a PhD at MIT. I would probably bring him. He's oh, pretty well, smart. I was gonna say you, so I guess I'm. <laughs> You're screwed, buddy. No, I can barely no, follow these. No, things. no, 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 no. I would never pick you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah. that was a uh, joke, Angie. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about that. I, I think, like, like, do I have to pick my wife? Like, do I have to lose no. on the genius just so my wife thinks that I think she's the no. smartest person I know? No, you do I not. She's the person I love the most. She I mean, can. She'll move go. on from that. Uh, she'll move on from that letdown. I think you need to bring. I think it's just, it's so much ammunition. That's a bazooka. The next time we argue about something, that she probably would welcome it. Absolutely, she'll win every argument from now on. It's like you brought that other. Yeah, I think I'm bringing. I'm bringing my my guy who's a nuclear engineering who's been a nuclear engineering grad student for like ten years now. I, th- I think he probably he's he's stuck in the education cycle and he's he's pretty smart by now. I hope. Or else he needs a refund. <laughs> Jung Jun Young, who, uh, who comes in, uh, they, he met Dongman after Dongman read his story on a podcast. So he's basically like a, like a fan yeah. who is living out his, his dream. Like imagine, imagine if you sent a, uh, like a Facebook message to me and yeah. then as a result you got to be a guest on this podcast. It'd be just like that basically. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, no, that is pretty cool. It's like fantasy camp. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got like his master's in chemistry. So I think that has some potential there. Yeah, I, think- I mean, he seems, he seems like a smart guy. And it's the same thing like on Survivor. You're, you're cast on Survivor. You're out there the first day. The people who aren't hot are probably smart. Vote them yeah. out. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. All right. Although I don't, I mean, Korean standards of beauty. Maybe he is hot. I don't know. Maybe they're all like really, really nervous around him. I don't yes, know. and sometimes they have really strange reactions to people that I think are so-so, and other uh, other people that oh, I think was, are was like she in season one. So-so. <laughs> That's right. She got voted out right away. Yeah. Yeah. She right. made a bad alliance. <laughs> made a bold move. It did not pay off. All right. So Hyunmin's bringing in Kim Kyunghoon, a professional friend. This was Kyungran's friend yeah. in season one, who helped her secure one of the two tokens of life in the second scamming horse race game can yes. find scamming horse race. And, uh, uh, which, which, what kind of Kim Kyung is he? What does that even mean? What kind? Well, a few episodes ago when, uh, Kim, uh, Kyung Ran and Kim Kyung Hoon were talking about <laughs> which Kim they are and which Kyung they are. And here's another Kim Kyung. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me, but I did Google how to become a professional friend. Cause that seems like a really cool job. And I didn't, I didn't really Google it. Oh, hmm. Um, well, I, I, I think the main thing is, uh, uh, you have to make yourself useful. You have to hang around famous or wealthy people and yeah. just really laugh hard at their jokes would be yeah. my advice. You have to be friendly, I think. And you need to, to have a perception of somewhat smartliness. Yeah. Cause that, I, he didn't, he didn't blow my mind the first time, but I mean, he was, he, good, though. he was, he was better than, than Congrand thought he would be because she was yelling at him and he did well, right? He's now, he's now two and oh on the genius. So yeah, there you go. If he were interesting, maybe he could be a contestant. So and he's finally, coming, <laughs> it's guaranteed. He's coming back again as someone else's professional frat for sure. Well, well he met, uh, he met Hyunmin at the season three finals dinner. So he worked a, a couple things. What? He worked it. He worked yeah. that relationship. He's like, how do I get my ass back on that genius show? Yeah. He probably had Nin if Kyungran was still in the game too. He probably would have been her friend again, but uh, yep. You figure, like, either A, he's just hanging around the genius and, like, going to all the genius things. Like, he got on the email list and they don't know how to delete him. So he just gets <laughs> invited to stuff. Or Hyunran saw at least the finals of season three and he was her date to the dinner, which is also possible. I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a genius groupie. Yeah. Well, so are we all. It's, it's all happening. Finally, Kyung Hoon comes in with his buddy. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's Shin Jong-hoon who looks like haha, which I think fooled a lot of us in the preview from last week's episode, thinking that like, we'd have a little haha on our hands. No, he just kind of looks like haha. He's a mini haha. <laughs> He's a mini haha. He's like a little, little haha baby. Meanwhile, Kyung-hoon has a bit of a cold and he wishes he had some cordyceps. Yes. Everyone points at Jung- Jong-hoon and says, cordyceps. Yeah. seems perfect for him. But I looked up what cordyceps is. It's a fungus. That's yeah. used to treat cold symptoms, and they grow it on caterpillars. Yeah, and somehow that makes it an even more appropriate nickname. I also looked it up, and it's a parasitic fungus, fungus, which it like it attacks its hosts and eventually like replaces all the host tissue with its own. So this guy, I mean, while also having medicinal properties, can essentially grow inside you until he's fully cooked, and then like explode out of your chest cavity. Like is an that alien. what my wife's having next week? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it was funny because I heard the name and I'm thinking, oh, it's like corduroy. Isn't that nice? And then I looked it up. I'm like, no, he's like, he's a parasitic fungus that's ready to. Well, you figure either he's like a celebrity, right? To have a name like that. Everyone's like, hey, it's Cordyceps. And it, can't, <laughs> it can't be a Korean name because they're all two syllables, right? It's, it can't be like, I guess the name could be Cordyceps, but that yeah. doesn't, you know, I mean, uh, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. Yeah, but he also freaks out later. Like, stop calling me that. That's going to be my name. It's like, no, like, it's. It- is that what you call me on television? Yeah, it's done, kiddo. That was over before it even started. That's just your name now. In my first year as a camp counselor, one of the other, there were two Scots, and so one of the counselors called me Scooter. 
Oh. It, was, it was game over for me. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, that's that's game over for sure. Yeah. There's, no, All right. there's, no, there's no coming back from Scooter. How many I years did that? I wound up embracing it. It was just the one year. After that, I was the only Scott, and I got to just be Scott. So no one remembered you as Scooter. No one carried that over or tried uh, to, and you had to like. I snuff actually was that okay out. with it. I, I kind of was like hoping it would stick at that point because it was like a term of endearment within that that ecosystem. But what, <laughs> what are you going to do? So. Uh, Dongmin uh, Dong introduces uh, Jun Young to Chinguya, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a very fun thing. Say say hello to, to my friend. Hello, <laughs> you're very beautiful. I've never seen someone beautiful before. How are you? <laughs> you and Miss Kangwon, runner up. Miss Kangwon, were you Miss Kangwon? No, runner up. Yeah, what, 1972, and uh, <laughs> he almost got Dong almost got a garnet to the brain. But well, this is the thing. Like, is this is, was this shade or was this him him complimenting her, saying she you look great for your age or wow you're really old? Well, she's what she's what about again? I, I shouldn't play this game. She's about forty, right? Oh, I, you can't. How can we tell? She's Who older. Than, I believe she's older than she looks, but she looks so young. And she looks fifteen. What does that mean? And they make her dress up like Frau Farbissina, so <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get a, a real beat on it. All right. So today's game is Cooperative Hold'em. It's our final Garnet match of the season, which I kind of thought the last Garnet match would be the final three Garnet match. And the way that this one happens to play out, where Hyunmin winds up winds up with all the Garnets, would have been a better end to the to a final three Garnet match because then you're saving all the garnets for the championship round. Yeah. Uh, here, you know, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen if Hyunmin gets eliminated in the final three. Ostensibly, they're not going to take away 90 garnets out of the game. They'd still, uh, I, I think, right? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> depends who's making that decision, I guess. By the way, first you know, season, they're supposed to have twice as many garnets as the other seasons. They're only at one and a half times as many garnets right now. I know, it's ridiculous. All right, so um, Cooperative Hold'em. This is a garnet match. Kyunghoon starting with 28 garnets. Dongmin and Jinho each have 22. Hyunmin starting with 18 garnets. The winner of this game will also pick up 10 garnets. And as we're going to see, the, the loser is going to exit the game with zero garnets. So the, the total number of garnets is going up. Um, now, the rules for this game is each player, there's, there's 10 cards, 1 through 10. They're shuffled. Each of the four players in the main game gets one of those cards secretly. Then the other four players in the other room play a couple of side games. The winners of the two side games determine the two whole cards that are going to come up. After each whole card is, re- is revealed, there's a round of no limit betting where players do not have the option to track. You either bet or you fold. Um, and then at the end, uh, the best three card hand wins. Three of a kind beats a straight, beats a pair, beats a high card. Mm-hmm. So. so were you thinking, I'm, I'm just going to backtrack for a second. In terms of the Garnet count, were you thinking that this was kind of a power ranking coming into this? Like the way that that netted out with like Kung Hoon in front, Dogman and, and Jin Hu tied, and then Hunman coming up the rear. I thought that was essentially my ranking for all the players going into this final four. For winning the whole season or for winning today's game? <sighs> a bit of both, maybe? I like, mean, I, I thought for winning I, today's game, it's got to be just because, like, it, presuming they're all equally talented at this. And again, we don't have the information about how good their guests are at this point. Um, in poker, generally, if, if players are of equal skill, the chances of winning are, are in line with the number of chips each player has. So mm-hmm. in, that, in that sense, I guess it's got to be about right in terms of the players' odds. I was but thinking whole terms, season, like in terms of like ranking who has the best chance. Getting, so you think, you, know, you think at this point, going into this game, you thought Kyungkun had the best chance of winning yes. the season? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll get into that later when we get into the player rankings. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So I then, just thought that was kind of uh, coincidentally reflective because what I like about the Garnet matches is it kind of it it, it kind of supports um, who's been doing well throughout 
all the all the matches, not just in this one. So it's kind of reflective of how they've been doing overall. And I think that this was reflective of how Hoonman's been doing this season. And I thought it was uh, interesting that Kung Hoon was in first. Hmm. That's all. We also have uh, the three mini games that are going to rotate in the secondary room, which are match, scale, and puzzle. In match, you have to uh, you get a sheet that tells you how to align a certain number of matches, and mm-hmm. also gives you instructions. Move two two matches from this setup to get to three squares or whatever. It's a game I think we've all played at some point. Um, many of us have given up in frustration, but it's a game that most people are are going to be familiar with. Did you play it with sticks in the countryside with twigs? Uh, yes, when I was a youngin, <laughs> I used it. You didn't have so, no Legos. No, we did not have no Legos. We just had sticks, and we set yeah. them up and we played with them until I was really funny. <laughs> That's how it happened. That's how it happened for Dongman. Yeah. yeah. The second game is Scale, which is a math game. Uh, you have to balance two equations. So uh, you get uh, two or three numbers on either side of an equation. Um, you have a certain number of stones. Each stone is a multiple of whatever number you put it near. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you add up the, multiple, the products on the left. You add up the products on the right if they are the exact same then you've got you yourself win. A, a win at scale. And finally, you have puzzle, which is tangrams. I mean, that's the, the classic uh, square cut into, what, seven pieces or eight pieces or whatever it is, and you gotta, you got to line them up on the, on the black outline, uh, get your pieces to make a, a predetermined shape. <laughs> so that is, uh, those are the mini games that we're going to be playing today. And Dongmin's strategy uh, is in terms of what cards to select. Uh, also, this is very important, so I forgot to mention that the players in the mini games are going to know both the garnet counts and the whole cards of the players in the main game. So you know if your partner has um, if your partner has an eight, you know that. So you can put out two more eights to give them three of a kind. You can put out mm-hmm. a seven and a six to make them a straight. So you have a lot of power to affect the game. And you also know if you have an eight and someone else has a, if your guy has an eight and someone else has a seven, that if you put out the seven as your first card and the six as the next card the player with the seven is probably going to lose some garnets. Although eventually we see a pattern emerge where players are only willing to play if the first card that comes out is one beneath their own card. It's, it's very hard otherwise to, uh, to have much confidence in what's going on. So. Right. Um, Dongman's strategy is that if, if he and his partner control both of the whole cards, they're going to choose one that is one lower than his whole card and one that is two lower. And that if, um, if they get one of the two cards, they'll make a pair and then they'll bet aggressively so that whoever has the other one will, uh, whichever player has the other whole card that's coming will have folded by then and won't be able to take advantage of it. And Jinho seems to have the identical strategy as well. Right? Yep. Yep. And uh, Kyung Hoon has a much simpler strategy make Hyunmin last today. Yeah. And then Hyunmin walks in the room, which is probably editing, but it's still fun. It was awesome. And he's told to bugger off, which was awesome as well. Not from Kyung Hoon. Kyung Hoon's like, hey, everyone else told me to leave. <laughs> hey, come on in here. We weren't talking about you. <laughs> and this is a very ominous sign as the players draw for position. Jinho finally draws a two. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. All right. That, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> so not, not a lot to say about the first round. The players, the, the genius players are playing the main holding game and their partners are playing the mini games. Jun Young, Dongmin's partner, it turns out, is really great at scale. Like mm-hmm. instantaneously wins each round of scale. Um, he's, he's the chemistry major, right? So chemistry, yeah, so good at math, so that makes sense. Are you, are you liking the way they rip the booklets like they're they're starting their SATs? Yeah, that was exciting. I wish I could <laughs> open a couple of those. Well, the first round, they open them like gentlemen. Yes, and then it's you like... you open it like that, Angie, you're not a gentleman. So no, I am not. 
I would have just oh. ripped that thing open with my teeth. <laughs> you <would have> one <laughs> too. In the time that they were so gently turning the papers over, counting it in. Yeah. But after that, it was like, all right, come on, let's let's get to the let's get to the puzzles here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a lot happened in the first round. Anything in the first five rounds that you want to talk about? Um. What did you think of these puzzles? Like, what did you think of the different mini games? Because I got to tell you, like when they when they showed me match, I was like, okay, th- I've had nightmares like this. This is like really hard for me to like play along with because my you know my brain just doesn't work like this. And then they introduced scale, and then it was like a whole new level of nightmare. It was like an you know, it's like I'm, I'm going to see the ring and the girl is crawling out of the TV kind of nightmare. It was really like whoa. So I don't know if you find that there are certain types of matches on the show that are just really well suited for the way that your, your brain calculates things and other ones where you're just like, I just want to die. Like for me personally, like I've always done really well with like standardized testing and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not too scared of this sort of thing. Um, for me, like, I, I'm, I'm certain that they cut a ton out of these players sitting there staring at the paper because they're not really solving them these fast in, in, in real time. I mean, it's very impressive when they edit the show to make it look like that, but there's no way yeah. they're solving these complicated skill problems in like four or five seconds they can look at it and they know know how many stones to put next to the 13 how many put next to the 17 and it it doesn't work that i mean i'm not saying that they didn't do it fast enough to be impressive but i it wasn't it wasn't lightning fast like that so i i don't know for me personally i think i would have done okay yeah i I feel i mean i feel like hyunmin kind of said it best look i might not be the best at any of these three games but yeah probably second best at all of them so i've got a chance that's that's really solid that's really solid what did you think of cordyceps like grabbing that stick right out of everybody's hands i thought that was a little bit uh a little bit cocky there i thought someone was gonna school him i thought someone's gonna take that stick and just bang him upside the head i don't know i mean you gotta you gotta be as fast as you can to the stick and the rule apparently is the first to touch it not the first to grab it yeah good because otherwise like dongman's gonna get it every time probably you know he's gonna walk over to hyunman and like just snatch it out of his hand <laughs> would have been a sangman game i guess otherwise because yeah. Sang- sangman probably would have been even better at that but yeah no i mean the the stick is a good way to determine who's one i guess you could put a button in front of each person and see who presses the button but for tv's sake it's more fun to watch him grabbing at a stick oh for and sure saw with the last round looking at, at whose arm is going to come in and grab it, and you see Hyunmin's arm come in. You know, that, that was, was very suspenseful. That was awesome. So that, was, that was a good way to do it, as long as they yeah. get, you know, you figure that the producers have their measuring stick, and they've seen how far everyone is from, uh, from the stick that they're going for. So, um, yeah. No, I thought that, yeah. was a, that was a nice touch. I don't think Cordyceps was in any danger of getting his wrist snapped. Because <laughs> I wasn't there with, you know, tearing it open with my teeth. Shamar wasn't there. He would have broken his wrist, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So... Yeah, so rounds one through five, not a ton happened. Yeah, um, you know, uh, we start with uh, with the genius players in the room. Jinho takes Dongman's piece in the first round. They have to go to the video replay to see that Dongman sets it in between the two of them, and Jinho takes it, which I guess is a slight advantage for the players on the ends because there's only one person next to them to steal their things, as opposed to Kyung Hoon and and Jinho in the middle, who each had two players who could have stolen their uh, their various items if they set them down. So did you start thinking in the first five rounds, like which of the genius players were going to be really good at these mini games versus really good at playing poker? Like I immediately thought Hunmin and Jinho need to get in that room. I didn't, I didn't realize Dongman would be as good as he was. I thought all four of them would want to be in there. I mean, I, I thought, yeah, I thought as good as Jun Young was, maybe Dongman would, would play the main poker game instead and just let Jun Young keep winning every single scale. Cause then you're yeah. winning a third of all the hands like automatically. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think maybe Dongman should have let that happen, but um, 
Yeah, no, I wasn't. Donovan was so much stronger than he was, I thought, because he was only good at scale, right? And Donovan seemed to be really solid at a lot of them. Through five rounds, but you got to figure these guys get more comfortable the more rounds they play, right? So I don't know. But um, yeah, so in round six, uh, we we see that uh, Hyunmin's guy has an eight, Jinho's guy has a 10, Kyunghoon's guy has a nine, and uh, uh, Dongmin's guy has a three. And uh, before the round, Kyunghoon has told Cordyceps, hey, Cordyceps, don't lose any garnets. Fold, 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 fold. We'll, ha- we'll have plenty of garnets. It's only going to take 45 to win because there's, there's 90 in place. So it's only going to take 45 garnets to win this thing. So yeah. stay the course, 1,000 points of light. Um, so when you I owe me money, if you don't listen to the rules, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you lose too much, you're going to have to pay me a thousand dollars per garnet you lose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so round six comes around and Kyung Hoon wins the first mini game and Hyunmin wins the second one and Kyung Hoon puts out a nine. And when that is shown to everybody, Cordyceps goes in the tank to think about it because he's <laughs> only thinking of making a straight and Jinho's buddy has already put in a bet because he sees he's got a 10, there's a 9 out, he thinks an 8 is coming next, he's going to make it straight. Yeah. And uh, then we get one of the most fun self-referential moments in genius history. Angie, what it, happened? It was freaking epic. So what happens is Cordyceps decides this is one of those important moments. <laughs> Kung Hoon is actually narrating this for us and telling us he knows that this is an important moment. He's trying to be the thinker right now. He's imagining that they're playing extreme ways. And then the show itself steps in and, and breaks that wall and says, so we play extreme ways. It was epic. <laughs> and then he decides to fold just like he was told. And then he gets the dodo music, which was equally epic. It was pretty great all around. Yeah, we got extreme ways. Uh, he folds, the music stops. We see that the next card was a nine, which Hyunmin had picked because Hyunmin's guy, actually Hyunmin's guy could have won the hand, but uh, because he had an eight, there was a nine out. Hyunmin could have put out a 10 or a seven to make a straight for his guy. But he also knew that that uh, his guy is folding when he sees a nine because he's only expecting to win the hand when he when he sees a seven in that situation. Then the third so, nine shows up and we watch his head explode. Yeah, and we get extreme ways again. Very fun. Yes. <laughs> we get was- the mocking extreme ways. <laughs> It's awesome. So, <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, like, although... This, this is all stars now, buddy. you got to step it up. When you give him a hug and explain to him, you know, and, and explain to him it wasn't that bad, also yeah. explain to him it wouldn't have affected the outcome of the game. Kyung no. still would not have won, and yeah. Jin-ho still would have picked him to go to the death match for reasons we'll talk about later. So uh, we find out that Dongmin is, like, really good at this match. He's really good at the matches, which he says with whatever the South Korean equivalent of a Western accent is. <laughs> Yeah, no, he says, this is all we did growing up. We just played with twigs. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like a, like a, a, a stick of chewed up hay coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And my day. I like yeah. the way he kind of deadpans this though. Like he gets, cause he did the same thing with the, with the death match with, uh, with Kungran where he says, you know, there was a 0% chance of making an incorrect goal. Right. And so he has that super serious face where he essentially is looking at you like, doesn't everybody understand how to do this? Even though he has studied this for years, like uh, this was his whole childhood learning how to do this. He went in and he studied all these, these death matches. So he knows how to do this. And yet he has this, this confidence about him that is just totally awesome. Well, I mean, I believe that he really played the game a lot when he was a kid. Of course. But he's he's like, Oh, didn't you all play this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was very funny. It is very very funny. funny. Um, Oh, and that reminds me, we got a long email from a, 
uh, Dongmin supporter. Um, remind me to get to that later, or else we'll forget, and I'll deal with it next week with Mike. But um, I should probably say before I get more, uh, more, <laughs> more. I don't want to say crazy, uh, more uh, esoteric uh, comments, uh, direct messages on Twitter, and all this, uh, and, and emails from Dongmin's fans. Um, he is amazing. He is the best. Uh, he would never have said anything negative about anyone, even if we have audio recordings of him saying these things. <laughs> so forget about it. I, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I don't live in Korea, so I, I can't understand possibly what he meant when he said that women are stupid. Um, and, that, uh, yeah, well, actually, again, I think it was, it is, it is, has been a little blown out of proportion, but I think the time for that is probably next week with Mike, unless I forget about it then, and then we'll deal with it the next week or possibly never. So we'll see when. Well, so. I am a chick. I'm a chick the last time I checked, and I actually really like Dongman. So maybe that placates some of the South Koreans for you. I, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's fun to watch on TV. Um, he's he's a comedian, so he he occasionally says things that a comedian would say. He goes for jokes. He, he yeah. challenges cultural norms. He'll say things with a straight face. He doesn't mean seriously. Um, and so sometimes, of course, those things are taken out of context. So I completely yes. understand that. Um, I, I'm, at the same time, I don't think he's completely blameless in, in saying the things that he said. He still used bad judgment as is seen by the fact that he has apologized a of thousand course. times over. And he of says course. how bad he feels about saying them. Yes. I don't think Dongman is the kind of guy who's apologizing if you no. really don't think he did anything wrong. He I doesn't strike me. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as an apologizer. What I do, because it's, it's difficult to understand the context because it is a different uh, it is a different culture. I tend to watch the other people's reaction to him rather than, you know, do I find what he just said that's been translated for me into English? Do I find that funny? Maybe not. But when everyone else laughs, including the women, I try to tie in. I try and take their... Uh, their flow, you know, if, if this is something that they seem to find very, uh, very lighthearted, then perhaps that's how I should take it too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you can look for those cues. I think that that helps uh, contextualize a lot of the stuff that doesn't make as much sense to us as Americans or in your case, fake Americans, yeah. such as Canadians. So yeah. um, we wind up in break number two and uh, Jin Ho says he can't win without taking a big shot. His plan is to go all in. And this is something I thought about earlier in the game that this is a, uh, at this point, it's not as great a move for reasons I'll explain, but I think generally going all in is a, is a strong move. Players do not want to risk all their garnets, right? And this is a strong strategy in poker games, too. There was a book written a number of years ago called Kill Phil. Mm-hmm. And the idea was, like, you know, that like half the professional poker players everyone knows about were named Phil at that time. Phil Homu, <laughs> Phil Ivey, Phil Gelfond, uh, Phil Gordon. They, they were all named Phil back then. Um, so, anyway, so Phil was, like, sort of like the stand-in for these these great players. And the idea was if you want to beat them or if you at least want to like keep, take away their edge from you, you want to start moving all in against them in a great many hands because their advantage is in making small decisions very well. And uh, in poker, there's, there's a lot of uh, variance. So if you get your, a, a really strong player doesn't want to get all their chips in, even with like a 75% chance of winning a hand, they, mm-hmm. in a tournament, they often, in a cash game, they will every time because they can revive. But in a tournament, they don't want to because you can't just get more chips in the tournament. You lose your chips, you're out. And they'd rather take a lot of small advantages and build up their, their chips in a more certain way. And here it's the same idea where if you run out of garnets, you're out of garnets. You can't reach in your pocket for more garnets. So by, by betting a lot of garnets, you're really putting your opponents to the test, especially when you're talking about, like, your, the, the guests. I mean, the round to, to try the strategy, I think, was round two, and you had all the guests sitting in the holding room, and they're all terrified of losing their partner's chips. 
Yeah. So, um, I, like for example, Cordyceps would have like he would have he would have pissed himself and he would have died. Yeah. <laughs> if he'd stayed in with the three nines, he still would have folded to an all in just in case he missed something. He would have yunjued the hand. But <laughs> I was just thinking but, like, that. That's the time to make that move, and I think it's a strong move. Again, you're you're really putting your opponents to the test. You're picking yeah. up these pots. Every every pot you can win is at least four chips because you're taking the antes. But a lot of times, there's more bets in there at that point. Someone maybe bets two when you raise all in. I mean, six garnets at that point is what like seven and a half percent of all the all the garnets, something like that. There's um, there's what ninety garnets in play. Yeah, so uh, so it's uh, like six and two thirds percent. Of all the garnets. That's a lot of garnets. And psychologically, that's got to be really unsettling too. When, when people kind of force you to, to go against what your strategy is and get you out of your comfort zone and then you lose a little bit of confidence and then it's all downhill. Yeah, he could have picked up a lot of chips in that, in that second set of rounds, the round six through ten. And um, you know, he wasn't able to. He's got the right idea that like, if he wants to win the match, he's got to make a big move. But the idea isn't necessarily to win the match, especially since he already knows the idea is to take Hyunmin to the death match. So all he's got mm-hmm. to do is not be the one going to the death match, and you think he's got a great shot. I mean, he's he's um, he's not going to get picked by Dongmin or Kyungmin. I mean, they want to take Kyungmin, I think. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. maybe in the moment of truth, Dongmin doesn't, but Dongmin then isn't taking Jinho. He's taking Kyungmin, I think. Um, so Jinho really he's he's got the wrong thought. Winning the the match is great, but not losing is more important. And he he throws that to the wayside by moving in here. And the other thing he's missing by thinking poker, in poker, like in a regular game of Texas Hold'em. Let's yeah. say let's say on the, the your two your two whole cards and the first three community cards the flop. Let's say you mm-hmm. make three of a kind there, yeah. and there's no straight or flush possible, but there's two spades on the flop. So another opponent yeah. who's holding two spades is one spade away from a flush, but you've flush. got three of a kind. You've got a made hand. Mm-hmm. In a lot of situations, your strategy might be to make a really big bet because you've got a, a hand that's made for certain. You've got a three of a kind, and the player with the two spades in his hand has four spades. He's only speculating. He's hoping gets a, th- a fifth spade and that's only going to come up about a third of the time so um it, so in, in regular poker that's not a bad idea to try to freeze out the hand when you've got the best hand in that moment now the difference is that in this game the cards are not coming up randomly so jinho's plan of of shoving all his garnets in the middle when he makes a pair is a is a bad plan because um the times that that uh he wins he's gonna win very little but the the cards that come up are not random so they're when controlled when he makes, the right they're controlled so when he makes a when he makes a pair of tens, um, you know, someone with a one has just gotten a card that indicates he's about to make a straight. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean like having the best hand now is is not very much related to having the best hand at the end, like it is in hold'em. Your best hand can hold up, but in this game, it's it's liable not to, and it's outside of your control and it's outside Luck's control. It's within the control of the the players in the other room. So yeah. if the guy next to you has a signal. Um, that he's he's likely to win the hand. He's probably going to call, and in this case, um, Kim Kyung Hun did call. <laughs> he did. That's his name, That's, right? Kim Kyung Hun. It's very similar to our to our boy there. So yeah, it's it's Kung Hun versus Kung Hun. I think it's a Hun and a Hun. Yes. And again, I think Kyung Hoon is actually pronounced Kyung Hoan, but uh, oh, who's, I'm who's sure. Talking? Like, if you ever listen to Bandage Man say their names, <laughs> they're nothing like how I imagine them in my head. I can't even tell which ones are their names. <laughs> I know. I know. No, we 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 suck at Korean. We just need to accept it. Yeah. As long as we all suck consistently, so we can understand each other. I think you can't, that's- even, you can't even take solace in them sucking at English because they don't. Uh, no. Them Every time the they, US. Yeah, and then yeah. they say they suddenly say, "Oh my god." And you're like, "What?" 
I couldn't say, oh my God, in Korean. Yoo actually teaches English, so like, good luck. Yeah, no, he's awesome. By the way, Yoo hey, uh, let's do a podcast. So, <laughs> no no offense, Andy, we, we love you, but uh, yeah. Um, I'm, okay, so, <laughs> I'm no poker player. <laughs> we, we do want to talk to any genius players out there, uh, please, we would love to talk to you. Even if you're a fake genius player and you can do a really convincing job, if you fool us and we mm-hmm. put the podcast out, you're going to fool our listeners too. So that's great. Or even a professional friend. That would that would suffice. I, think. I could just use a friend. Yeah. Well, I'm here for you. Thanks, if, Angie. If you need it. That's great. All right. Um, okay. So uh, round 11, Jinho is going to go all in. By the way, did I, did I explain that well enough? Why, why this makes more sense and like, Yes, like absolutely. It's the, the idea is you need to, you need to be spending your time understanding the clues that are being given to the other players, and less trying to play it like regular Texas Hold'em. Right. Okay. So so there we go. Um, that's the the too long didn't read version. So that's good. Uh, Jinho <laughs> makes his pair of tens. He goes all in. Hyunmin's little buddy uh, is is right there. He snaps him off with a call, and Jinho is eliminated. Jinho is going to the death match. So yeah. we're down to three, and the scores uh, the Garnet scores stay pretty even. The rest of the way. Um, 33, 28, 29. Now, at this point, at this point, um, and this is something that, because this is round 11 and there's not another break coming, this is something that would have had to have been discussed during the second break. But the best strategy here for Kyung Hoon and Dongman, presuming that they knew, and I think they did, that Jin Ho would have liked to have taken Hyunmin to the death match, mm-hmm. they, they should have, um, uh, well, first of all, for all four of them to make Hyunmin lose, they could have made a deal that the first card is always going to be one below Hyunmin's buddy's card so that he's playing every single hand and uh, he's, he's losing most of the time that happens. Or that, that they, maybe if they can't do that, um, that they, every time that um, that makes a pair for someone else. So let's say uh, Hyunhun has a four and Cordyceps has a three, that if the other players would then put two threes out there so that Cordyceps can make three of a kind and Kyung Hun's going to lose a lot of chips coming into what he thinks is about to be a straight for him, and then he's, he's not going to win the hand because the don't, last card will come Don't through. you think that kind of all goes out the window when Hunman keeps winning the minigames, though? Like, I think that's... Like, you could see, like, Dongman starting to lose his cool yeah. because when he realized he has to start actually making deals with Hunman because he keeps winning. Yeah, but the thing is that when you start playing that way, once that happens, like, once or twice even, then Kyung Hun gets really gun-shy, and he can't make any garnets off of his strong hands. Right, mm-hmm. and maybe at some point he starts folding even because he just doesn't know what's going on. So um, you're you're really you're the, the way the game is playing out, where a lot of a lot of rounds are going two times to the same player. Um, players know if the card that comes up is one below mine, I'm going to play that round, mm-hmm. and if it's not, I'm going to fold and wait for a better spot. So mm-hmm. you're you're screwing with that. You're taking away the certainty from Gunman's guy, and he's going to start making mistakes. Either he's going to play too many hands, or he's going to fold too much. But either way is good for the other players if they're trying to make Gunman come and laugh. So that was something that they definitely um, could have tried. So, but in in eliminating himself, not only has Jinho sent himself to the death match, he's put Gunman right back in business because look yeah. who he's given all his chips to. It's the other guy who was kind of hurting on chips. And now he just had a had a big pickup, so now he's right back in the thick of things. So yes, I did, not, all I, did, by I did not like his all in strategy one bit, not one bit. And he could have made a smaller bet. I mean, what he's really got to do at this point, he's got to avoid losing all his chips because you're as long as you're still in the game, you've got a chance a to pick up more chips later, but more importantly, b you've got a chance for someone else to run out of chips before you do. And if you look at how the last hand played out, um, you know if Jinho can just tread water and have a garnet or two left. 
he can let everyone else go all in on the last hand. He can fold and he can save himself a couple of garnets. So that was another another thing that he uh, he could have done. So, um, but it turns out in that hand, uh, Cordyceps was trying to keep Dongmin from winning uh, the hand and, and building up too big a lead. So he picked the nine to keep the troops from Dongmin and give them to Hyunmin. But in the process, um, he he doomed Jinho. Had he picked anything else, yeah. anything else, Jinho would have won that hand, and Hyunmin would have been probably the loser of the main match, most likely. So, um, you know, what I don't get, um, and again, this would have had to have been communicated uh, earlier, although um, it's something that, that could have been coordinated at the table if uh, Kyung-hoon trusted Dongmin's uh, buddy to, to make deals. But what they could have done, if they would have figured out the dynamics of round 20 when everyone goes all in, is yeah. somewhere towards the end of the game, say the first time after like round 15 or 16, uh, now that Jinho's gone and he's automatically in a death match, the next time that uh, that Jinho's or that uh, Hyunmin's buddy folds, the yeah. next time he folds and it's just Kyung-hoon and Dongmin's guy in the hand, one of them should, go, should bet everything but one the other guy should raise him that last chip and the or the last garnet, and the other guy should fold. Or they could just go all in, both of them, and make sure that either Kyung Hoon or Dongmin has has like sixty garnets, and Hyunmin only has thirty. And then with the last few rounds remaining, the the chip leader just folds a couple times and is guaranteed the win. Okay. Yeah. And that way Hyunmin can't win because at this point, again, Jinho's picking Hyunmin unless Hyunmin wins the main match. So you just got to keep that from happening if you're Dongmin or Kyung Hoon. There's not really a big difference otherwise. If it's Dongmin or Kyung Hoon who wins, just one of you has to win so that Kyungmin goes to death match. But I don't think don't have he has to coordinate this. Yeah, and I don't think Kyung Hoon was looking at it that way. I think he didn't want Dongmin to win. I think he wanted Hunmin to lose, and he wanted to win. Yeah, I, I guess. But like, what's the what's? So you're picking up ten garnets. We don't know if you're going to have any garnet advantage next week. Um, yeah. I think it's very possible that you, that there will be no advantage for whoever's got the garnets. Maybe you get an item in the last uh, in the, in the finale if you've got the most garnets, but. Um, you know, like the, the, the utility in you being the winner versus Dongman being the winner. Like the main thing is don't go to the death match, right? I, I you don't have to think make sure Kyungmin doesn't win. Kyungmin doesn't think like that. If that's reason, like he doesn't, we know he's not afraid to go to the death matches. He's been to four of them. He's really good at them at this point. He's um, highly theatrical. I don't think it's about that too. function at all. I think he wants to be like Sangman. He wants to leave this season as the new Sangman. And he does that by being epic, not by doing what makes the most sense. Sure. He's making huge bold moves. I guess huge I'm just projecting moves. on him. Like I, I want so badly for him to to be this great rational player who comes up with like great smart moves. But this would have been a big move. Like the great reveal where we see he's like, ah, I figured out that if we did this, then Hyunmin couldn't win, and then he'd, you know, like you still get a big moment out of that. You don't get the Cordyceps extreme ways, but it's still still not too bad. I, that's that's what they should have done. I mean, there there you have it. Because then Jinho and Hyunmin go to the death match, and there's nothing that Hyunmin can do about it because. Uh, you know, he, unless unless Kyung Hun is winning literally every single round, at some point he's going to be the first one to fold, and the two players can dump chips. So I like that Kyung Hun is doing it alone. Like he's not trying to make these deals with Dogman and helping other people win. Like he is the like this lone ranger who's so unbeatable. He's so formidable at this point. It's just amazing to watch. And it's, no, he, he's not always making the smartest moves in terms of like, what's the best way to win and get to the final two, but he's making smart moves. Like this guy is no slouch, right? It's fun to see his confidence, but play smart. I want to see him play smart. Like on Survivor, right? He's I don't need still everyone to alive. He is, he is playing smart. He's still but alive. But he's been to four death matches. That's different than playing smart. Because he knows, a, he knows he can't lose. 
He <laughs> cannot lose these death matches. How there's many do you have to been win? There's a couple that are coin flips so far where it's really, I mean, the one today was, was hugely luck based. The one against Jung Moon was pure luck. It was whoever was going to be the first to uncover all their symbols was going to win. So, you know, the, he's, he's played well in the death matches, but you want to stay out of them. You want to not lose. Like, I, I like theatricality, but I, I want the same thing out of genius players I wanted of survivor players. Just be self interested, just play for you to win, right? Do your thing. Like sometimes you'll make a mistake. Sometimes you'll miscalculate what that might be. But I want the honest effort from the player to do what they honestly think is in their best interest to just win the game. I like the big theatrical go big or go home. Leave like leave it a legend or don't show up. That's up to the producers to put it to put together games where um, the the big bold moves uh, are the be- are in the best interest of the player or or seem to be in the best interest of the player at that time, right? Like that's. That's why Survivor went to the three tribe format because it makes it it, it uh, incentivizes players uh, or it, it I guess de incentivizes players to try to stick with the original tribe because they're probably not going to have the majority late enough in the game where it can help them right so um, that's the producers have to find the scenarios where it's really beneficial and like one of the things in this episode that was that was nice um, and again overall it was a very exciting episode but uh, the for reasons we're just about to get into the main match was not great but one of the really nice things um, from from about what you're saying, the theatricality and the suspense and all that, is that this was a game where you had things happening in two places. And so yeah. depending on what was more exciting, you could decide which one to re- reveal first or how to reveal the order or how to, how to build up the suspense. Is this player going to do the right thing or the wrong thing? You know, the, you can either see the players betting and we're waiting to see what happened in the other room. Or yes. you can see what happened in the other room, and are the players going to make the right decision? So either way, and you can really build I the think, suspense. And, you can and I, I do think it's the best execution of that kind of family visit episode as well, because you feel like both sides have such an important role. Sometimes you feel like the guests are in control of the whole thing, and the, the players are at the mercy of whatever their guests are doing. So this you, time didn't I felt, like, you didn't like Middle Race 2? Not, I'm not a big fan, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, not so good. Mrs. Yoan came in and told everybody exactly how they were going to play. Yeah. yeah. No, that was uh, not that was yeah. not great. But I also have I have a theory as well that, that Kang Hoon is purposely going to this many death matches as a way to kind of play a massive mind game on whoever he's in final two with. So they will be so crapping in their pants that this guy can do all of these matches no problem, that he's already got this huge psychological advantage. Not a chance. I mean, well, I mean, maybe there were some players against whom that might have worked, but Hyunmin knows Kyunghoon now socially, I think, and just isn't afraid of him. He's like, oh, that's my dumb buddy Kyunghoon, you know, who's like, sure, he's like good at these games, but he's he's just such a doofus. And Dongmin's not going to be scared. So I, I don't know what the what the story is. I don't think that's going to mean very much. But um, now round 20. Round 20 is the reason why this was not a very good main match because the three players are roughly equal in Garnets yeah. and they'll go all in. So it's just a luck fest. I mean, so the whole you, thing was meaningless. It all comes down to who can solve the the final two scale puzzles. Yeah, that's it. That's all it is. That's the game. And the other the other lucky thing is not only who can solve them, but of the people who solve them, whose player has the highest single card, right? Like Kunmin yep. is is lucky that his guy had a seven and Dongmin's guy had a two because had had Dongmin's guy had a seven and Kunmin's guy had a two, then Dongmin wins the match. So yeah. it comes down to luck. It's almost always going to come down to luck in round twenty. So as much fun as this episode was. As a TV episode, as much fun as the main match was, seeing what was happening throughout Jinho's big screw up with the all in and, and Cordy Saps in extreme ways and everything. Yeah, that was that was that's worth it. The right one there. hand, and that's it. That's yeah. the whole. That's the whole yeah. thing. But then they cue the Walking Dead music, and that's kind of worth it too. Was that Walking Dead music? I yeah. thought it was. Um, it was like the the uh, Dark Knight 
Rises music or whatever. Well, then Walking Dead stole it from Dark Knight Rises, but... I haven't watched Walking Dead, so maybe it's like... Well, it's on the soundtrack that I have, so it's definitely Walking Dead. I don't know what else it was used for. I didn't Shazam it, but maybe... maybe (laughs) Figure it out. Um, But yeah, so just by... You know, and I don't want to say it's pure, pure luck because Youngman still had to win the 20th, uh, you know, one of the two games um, in the in the booth. But just the fact that, like, like so what that you're good at matches? So what that you're good at the at the puzzle with the tangrams? Like, doesn't matter because all that matters is the scale game, this one round, that's it, and that's the game. And, and uh, uh, Youngman would have had to... If, if you don't go in with equal garnets, like correct me if this is wrong. If someone has like only ten garnets versus someone else who has like fifty, like the all-in doesn't have the same ability to to win it all, right? Right, but in that case, in the games over before the twentieth round, there's nothing that's going to change the outcome anyway. So then it's still anticlimactic to get to that twentieth round. If it's close, it's always going to be an all-in and always going to be a luck fest. And if it's not close, it's never going to be exciting at the end of the main match. Right. So it's, again, it's on the producers. It's core design. You got to have some factor in there that, that accounts for like how they're doing throughout maybe this works better not as a garnet match but as just a regular main match where you have chips and like every round whoever has the most of the least and it keeps resetting or the points are worth different amounts in different rounds i don't know mm-hmm. i mean you have to figure it out but there's there's got to be a way to do it that you can have an ending that like is both exciting and uh representative of what's happened through the first 19 rounds which are all out the window at this point with the exception that jinho who's been eliminated is still eliminated so and Hunman's finally a badass. Like, how long have we been waiting throughout all of All Stars for him to surface as a as a player that's actually threatening anybody? Because he seems to always get the the wrong end of everything. He thinks he's doing okay when really he isn't. And then finally, finally at this moment, he comes he comes out on top, and it's really great timing, really. But was he that good? Like, he was the beneficiary of Jinho's self destruction, and then he wins the twentieth round. But um, without both of those things, he's not the winner. No, that's true. But he was. You know, and he was the one that because you said it all came down to whoever won and won the mini game in the in the in the twentieth round, and that was him. So he orchestrated that, and he earned it, and he won it, and it was about time he finally did something. Yeah. Well. Okay. I mean, he also he has won a death match, and he won that pretty convincingly. Um, I mean, it was a while ago at this point. He and did, but he, he was my he's my pre he's my preseason winner pick, and I've been very very disappointed in Hunman. He was he was my boy, and yeah. Now, I mean, he, He's chalk, but he's still there. I mean, say what you will about him, and he's not been great this season, but he's one of the final three. Like, he made it. He's not been eliminated. No one has picked him for a death match, right? So he's he's not doing bad. He's just not doing as well as it seems that he did in season three. But I'm just starting a rewatch of season three now, and I'm going to see if if, uh, he actually did as well as it seems like he did. Dongman Dongman did extremely well in season three, and Hunman was like his his wingman. He was his Rob, and I don't know without Dongman how Hunman would have done. But I was extremely impressed with the first few episodes of that season before he teamed up with Dongman for sure. And I really actually I, I really like that quote that Jinho made right at the very beginning of this episode in the intro when he said, "You know, you can't." you can't do well if you're not here essentially like so much of this game is just about surviving so you can have your open pass moment that when when you're ready to have it and i think maybe this was Hunman's moment to say you know i can still own this when i need to yeah and that's the thing i've been saying on this podcast all season which is like the best thing is to not get eliminated yeah. just keep not getting eliminated and you're in the final two right that's why you want to avoid death matches that's why you know, you want to get those tokens of life. Like, just mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Survive each, take each round as its own thing. Survive it. 
Um, you know, but, if, don't, but everyone don't has their own strategy for doing that too, which is really entertaining to watch. Well, again, Kyung Hoon's strategy in some of the matches has been to not do that. Well, I, I guess I could win, but I'll opt not to, and instead I'll go to the death match, and then I'll just take you out personally. Which, yes. again, good for TV, bad for strategy. Not great strategy. But anyway, uh, Jin Ho winds up with a choice. Uh, Hyunmin has won. Jin Ho can take either Dongmin or Kyung Hoon to the death match. And this is something that I talked with Shireen about last week, and we had mm-hmm. talked previously about it on Facebook. But... Um, her point, and I'm, I'm only saying this, Shireen, to rub it in because I was right. Uh, she was saying that Kyung Hoon is now not going to be getting picked for death matches because he's shown his aptitude for it. He's very good at it. And I said, well, I believe that he may be the best death match player, or if not the best death match player, he's an elite death match player, that the, the social dynamics of the group are such that he's still the most likely person to get picked week in and week out. And sure enough, that's what's happened. I mean, here you have a, a clear-cut situation where you can take Kyung Hoon, who has clearly studied these games. One of the two games in the hopper is 12 Jengi, which is a, a, a game where you can beat it with perfect strategy or yep. you can be very close with you know what humans can memorize of like what <laughs> moves to take. Where yep. there's no doubt that Kyung Hoon has done the homework on this and he's figured it out. And yep. the other game is is double-sided poker, which has more of a feel element to it. Um, granted, that's more of, of Dongman's domain, the feel element of reading your opponent, but in terms of knowing how to play your cards, the strategy behind it, the numbers behind it, how to bet your chips, that's something where you figure that's that's Kyung Hoon's domain too. And despite this, there's no doubt, like Jin Ho doesn't even come close to picking Dongman, I can't imagine, because Dongman's another winner. Dongman's a strong personality. Dongman's a guy with a lot of confidence. Dongman's not getting picked. So here's another case where you have a choice. You can take Dongman. Who you know of the three people other than Jinho, I mean, including Hyunmin, I think Dongmin's probably the weakest on average at the two deathmatch games available. He's never getting picked. I also think that there's something culturally they always want to choose someone who's extremely good because they want to lose with honor, which makes no strategic sense whatsoever. Like it's almost like it goes completely against the grain to choose the weakest player in the deathmatch. So there might have been a little piece of that at play as well. Like if if I'm Jinho, I'm the icon of the genius. Do I want to to kind of weasel out by choosing the guy I think I can beat, or do I pick the Kingslayer? Yeah, but you can just say right if you if you pick Dongmin, you can say I'm I'm picking you because I have great respect for you, right? Like it's not like you pick Dongmin and people go, oh, he's he's taking the the easy way out because he's not going up against Kim Hoon. You say, look, I'm a winner, you're a winner. Let's have the winner match. Like let's do it with dignity. Let's mm-hmm. go. You know, it's it's such an easy out. I I just I just think it's um it's it's exactly what I said. Like it's ignoring who's good and who's bad. It's saying, well, you know, I have a lot of respect for Dongman, so I'm not going to take him. And that I, I think I, I think those two. Dongman. Yes, I think those two are actually pretty equally matched. I think he would have been kind of screwed no matter who he brought. To be honest, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of it po- poker is not his strong suit. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, Jim I don't know. He's not great at poker. I don't know that that's fair. I think. He's probably a strong Holden player, which I think gives him the he's wrong good when, confidence. He's as, as good when he can count games. cards, right? Those are the times when he wins is when he's counting cards, not Doesn't when he's work. actually playing poker. Right. Well, but the, these games aren't like poker poker, right? They're, they're different. They're, they use some of the same skills as poker, but they're not, they're not true poker games. They're closer to the, like the old school poker games, like Five Card Stud, yeah. which is um, anybody out there who's, who's not familiar, Five Card Stud has like never played these days, but that's the precursor to so many poker games. And in Five Card Stud, you get five cards and that's your hand. Each player gets yeah. their own five cards. You, the first card is dealt down. Yeah. So you get a face down card, a face up card to start. It was round of betting. You get another face up card, round of betting, another face mm-hmm. up card, round of betting, final face up card, round of betting. Yeah. You've got one hidden card. Um, there's one piece of information you have. It's not like, like Hold'em where you have two cards that are going to match up with the board in some way. There's one card. So it's very apparent if the, if the cards you have face up 
Like if, if you've got like a, like a seven, a five, a four, and a two, you can't make a straight. Like the best thing you could have would be another seven hidden for a pair of sevens. So any player who has that beat knows that they've got you beat, right? You you have there's there's a lot less ambiguity about who's one, but that's that's very similar to this game in that there's like one piece of information, there's one card that the other player can't see, and there's a lot of situations where they know they absolutely do or don't have you because um, you know when you're when you're making the the, the bet on both sides of your card. Um, the other player is always going to possibly have something that at least can tie you, right? They could always have, if they've got an even number on the top, they could have a, a nine on the bottom. If they've got an odd number on top, they could have a 10 on the bottom. And, uh, and then, you know, they, they know that your, your double bet is a loser. So. so doesn't it basically come down to betting strategy and being able to read the other person then, as opposed to high stakes poker knowledge, right? Right, high stakes poker knowledge is not super valuable here. Um, before no, we get to this game, I did want to talk about the different poker games that we've seen on mm-hmm. the game. Now, you're not, you're not a poker person. I'm not a huge poker person, no. I am. Um, I mean, not, you know, not as much as others. Dom and Colin, for example, I'm sure could lap me in poker knowledge. But I'm, I'm, for a lay person, I'm very strong on poker. Um, so the, the poker games we've seen on the Genius, we've seen Indian poker. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh, Indian hold'em. We've yep. seen double-sided poker. And this is a second variation, but we'll consider it the same game. Uh, we'll consider this canonical double-sided poker and season three's double-sided poker, experimental double-sided poker. We've had uh, seed poker, and now today we've also added cooperative hold'em. Mm-hmm. So the the poker games they play on the Genius um, are definitely designed for television. They're designed to be games that that where non-poker players have a, have a strong chance. There's a lot of luck, um, uh, with the exception. I mean, seed poker and cooperative hold'em, the poker games that have shown up as main matches, have been less luck-based. Than the death matches have been, but even still, there's there's been some some, you know, again we saw from the format of cooperative hold'em today that like winning the last round is is going to be everything in most mm-hmm. scenarios, and in seed poker, um, the actual poker aspect of it is very minimal. Um, so you know the the thread that I see through all these different poker games is basically like they, the poker is a stand-in for. Can you read your opponent's thoughts? Yes. And it's a little bit like, you know, I'm a magician. So people will come up to me and say, hey, like, can you make my wife disappear? Can you, <laughs> can you make a $100 bill appear in my wallet? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's <laughs> you're not asking for, for magic. Like, you're not asking for what I do. You know, you're not asking for like, hey, can you, can you do a coin manipulation or, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, it doesn't yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're saying like, hey, like, Here's something I kind of associate with what you do. Can you do that? And so that's that's what poker is standing in for here. It's not can you can you use statistics in a very complicated way? Can you come up with a with a strategy to to slowly chip away your opponents? Can you can you is, uh, use the patience this... to to stand there when your cards run bad? This is like hey, so you play poker, huh? What am I thinking now? Yeah, <laughs> this is not high level game theory. No. What card do I have? The same question I could get, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> hey, magician, I'm thinking of a card. What is it? Uh, Kreskin. <laughs> Leave me alone, please. <laughs> and it's the four of spades, and don't ask again. <laughs> so. Prove that I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so again, this is another game where it's not, you know, they, they call it poker. It's, it's not really poker, but it's kind of got the element of poker where, like, you, you've got to figure out what your opponent has, and you can use intuition and logic. Uh, it's also got a shoe where the next card is exposed, which we'll get to, but that was one of the first things I noticed was why are they not using a shoe that has, um, like, 
so some shoes when you when you play shoes aren't used in poker. They're used in in blackjack and uh, I believe uh, pakara and uh, some other uh, card games like that. But but in poker you wouldn't use a shoe. You have a dealer who's holding the deck. But when you when you use a shoe. Um, a lot of times you can't even see the next card that's coming. Like sometimes you'll have a shoe where you can see, like in the one used in the game today, you can see a little bit of the back of the next card. But sometimes the shoe has like little black bristles, basically, that allow the dealer to get their fingers in there and pull the next card out, but you can't see the back of the card through the bristles. So if the card is marked somehow, there's there's nothing you can do with that information because you can't see the marking right. on the card. Right. right. So... Um, so the, the, they could have done that. I mean, those are available. So it was curious to me they didn't. I presume it was probably intentional, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure about that. It could have been an oversight. Um, oh, I, I think I think it's intentional. I think they always try. It's like the way they, they put weights and things and change the sizes. They always want to give a weird, quirky advantage to someone who's smart enough to notice it. Yeah, but not in the death matches. That's true, but they usually don't do that in the death matches, which is what made me. I think they probably did it on purpose, but I'm not, I'm not absolutely certain because it's just not something that they've done before. Uh, in the death matches, so uh, I am I am curious about that. I, I mean, I saw this and I said immediately, like, "Oh, that's weird." You can see the next card. I didn't I didn't have the thought immediately of like how I would put that into use. We see later that Kyung Hoon is going to fold a ten against a ten just to make sure that Jin Ho gets the next low card, which is which is really smart. He's giving up one chip. He's giving up just one chip for what could be a big advantage in the next hand. So I think that's that's often the right move. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess he's well, a very smart guy. Yeah. I guess you could like take the chop and then the next hand you can take your chances with uh, whatever's on the back of the low card instead of just giving Jinho the two chips. I don't know. I mean, whatever, but it's, it's, it's certainly interesting to see him do that, whether or not it's the right move on that particular hand. Well, betting both sides is when you really move the needle. Right. So I think as long as he's preventing that a couple of chips is not a big deal. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in double-sided poker, um, you each, there's 200 cards total. In each hand, uh, each player gets a card that is white on the top and black on the bottom. Um, whatever uh, one side of the card will always be an odd number. One will be an even number. The numbers are from one to ten. Um, so you are betting either on the front or the back of your card. But you're declaring either I'm betting on the front or I'm betting on the back of my card. And the opponent can, as usual, they can match your bet, they can raise it, or they can fold. And you can also bet that both sides of your card are higher. And whatever your opponent is betting on. So if he bets two chips on the front card, on the top card, the front, whatever, and you see that that's a six, and you've got an eight in front and a nine in the back, then you know you've got you've both your cards, both your sides haven't beat, so you can bet on both sides and you can take it. And if um, if he calls and is wrong, I believe he or no, if he folds, what what's supposed to do with the ten chips? The deal is, if you lose, you lose your ten chips. So you get the pot as well as an additional 10 chips from the opponent. Now, remind me again, because I'm blanking on this suddenly. So if the opponent calls and loses, they lose 10 extra chips, or if they fold, they lose the 10 extra chips. Is it both ways? Both ways. As long as you, as long as you, both your front and back beat the other opponent, you get 10 chips. And then I don't think they were doing enough of that. I think then in that case, the strategy is to oftentimes bet one chip on front and back and see what but, happens. But you lose your 10 chips if you lose. Oh, you lose not, 10 chips if you're wrong? Yeah. yeah. I they believe no, that. actually no, because you're on both true. sides. No, you're right, because you're already putting in double amounts. So you just but, bet one, or really the, the correct. But you can't even you can't even tie. That's the that's the part where it gets dicey. Right, but I think like so, if Jinho bets one chip on the back, um, then maybe you bet uh, you you call him with one chip on either side. You're risking one extra chip. 
uh, for the chance to win 10 chips. You don't have to be and, right. And Kung, Hu was, and, and Kung Hu did that a couple of times, if I recall, in the, in the latter half of the game. He was making those very small double-sided bets to try and shift things around. Right. And he, he paid for it once when Jinho put in a big raise and he called it and he, he paid him off. But, yeah. um, you know, a lot of the hands passed that incident. We do get some big hands. Uh, Kim goes double with a six up. Yeah. Jinho made a big raise with a two up. He had a seven down. So, again, he's got a lock. He knows mm-hmm. with a seven down, he's higher than the six that's up. He, he can't lose. I mean, a fifth of the time, you're going to have a you're going to have a card in your hand or half of your hand is going to be impervious to that double bet. I mean, a fifth mm-hmm. of the time, you're going to have. Uh, I'm sorry, more often than that, um, uh, you're going to have, yeah, a fifth of the time you'll have a nine, a fifth of the time you'll have a 10, and uh, oftentimes you'll you'll have one or the other and not both. I think, what is it? There's 25 different possibilities. Nine of them include a nine or a 10, correct? You are so geeking out right now. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm doing this on top of my head. There's 20, well, there's 25 possibilities. There's, there's I mean, yeah. again, there's, there's more than that because like any of the yeah. number, there's 50 possibilities because any of the numbers one through 10 can be on the front yeah. and for each number on the front, there's only five that could be on the back, but it yeah. doesn't matter front or back in this example. We're just talking about the odds of getting a nine or a 10. Um, the odds of getting a, a, a nine on the odd side are one in five. The odds of getting a 10 on the even side are one in five. So the odds of getting a nine, 10 is one in 25, but the odds of, of getting neither of, of not getting a nine are four in five. The odds of not getting a 10 or four in five. Um, so the odds of getting neither of those would be, uh, four fifths squared or 16 over 25, which means 16 of the 25 cards do not have a nine or a 10, nine do. So yeah. So almost 40% of the time you're going to have, and you know, uh, these, these guys are totally running those numbers in their heads too. Like sure, you can probably see, faster see than them I doing it. Yeah. I mean, well, I, that was pretty fast, Scott. That was pretty fast. I guess. So 36% of the time you've got a nine or a 10. So, yeah. um, so that's, that's pretty, um, that's pretty big, but, but uh, yeah. So you know, those, those double-sided bets aren't going to work as often, I guess, because of the even odd rule that we have now. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> good. So, th- so this goes back and forth so many times. Like, I don't know if you were losing your mind during this death match as much as I was. It was I fun. Was, usually, usually I was I freaking the hell out. Usually when I watch the genius, um, it's during my son's nap. So yeah. I'm, I'm very aware of like how much time is left in the episode. So I know if the episode is just about to end, to end that whoever's ahead in the death match is probably going to, stick it out and win. And I know that like, if there's a lot of time left, it's probably going to reverse itself. And today I actually watched with my two year old. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, um, is he a, Jin- Jinho fan? Is he a Jinho uh, fan? Who he was he voting for? He didn't, he didn't. I, my wife later said, but he's like, mommy, I watched the genius. <laughs> what, happened on, what happened on the genius? Um, it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> he's it like, is. He's they, not wrong. they sing songs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's like crazy. Things things. And they play games. So he knows mm-hmm. that they're playing games. Like he sees the cards, he knows cards in games. So that's fine. Yeah. That's good. That's not bad. He knows he doesn't know what they're saying. He, he, you know, he's not reading the subtitles yet at two and a half. So, um, yeah, but it, that was, that was fun. It's like seeing his reaction and like, what does a two and a half year old think about like daddy's crazy <laughs> <laughs> subtitled Korean celebrity reality game show. He thinks it's, it's fun and crazy apparently. Yeah. Well, he always, I always bug my wife. Like she's, we're watching together. We're up to season three now. And yeah. so, you know, honey, you want to watch the genius tonight? So now like he'll ask her, like, I don't know. He'll be like, mommy, you watching genius tonight? Oh, mommy, you watch genius. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've got him converted at least to the side of like, come on, watch it. It's good. Well, that's one. It's hard to convert people. I'm, I'm in full-time genius sales mode and it's tough. That's a tough sell. Your kids watch it. 
No. No, they sit with me as I watch it sometimes. But How no. old are they? They are eight and ten. Oh, they well, watch, there are they themes on the genius. You can't, you yeah. can't let a ten-year-old watch the genius. You don't want them learning how to uh, how to orient a card. He's either up facing or down facing for an open pass game. That's you're just asking for trouble. You can't do that. No, they watch Big Brother though, <sighs> which yeah. is much more wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> great. You learn a lot from Big Brother. <laughs> you shouldn't, but you could. Yep. So what do we think of uh, Jinho's nightmare from season two being reenacted before our eyes? Like, well, it's a little what are the, different. What are the chances? When we have all the tied hands. Yeah, go ahead. Like, what are the chances of that happening? Like, when even the dealer is like, oh, that's amazing. Like, wh- the drama, the suspense. I mean, I realize there are, you know, when, you, when it's constantly tied over and over and over again, there isn't a lot of strategy happening there. But from a TV perspective, from an entertainment perspective, oh my God, I was on the edge of my seat. I was screaming at my computer. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, so, like, there's, you're going to have a lot of ties in this version of the game because, you know, uh, uh, if you have a 10, a fifth of the time, your opponent's going to have a 10. It's slightly less than a fifth of the time because you're having a 10 means there's one less 10 in the deck that mm-hmm. your opponent can have. But let's just say that, that for the sake of this, we're going to forget that there's a, that one out of 200 cards is gone. That if you've got a ten, there's a one in five chance he's got a ten. If you if a nine is your high card, you've got a what's the chance? Uh, you've got essentially a, almost a one in five chance that a nine is his card. The only time it's not is if he has a nine and a ten. So it was at four chances out of the twenty five different card combinations. Five of them the ten is the highest. Four of them the nine is the highest. So it was just there's a lot of ways that um the, and four times the eight is the highest. Three times the seven. Three times the six. Is the highest. I can go through it. I, I really want to now. Wait, okay, so there's 25 chances. 10 is the highest five times. 9 is the highest four times. 10 is the highest four times. 20, 16, 12. 9, 6 is the highest three times. So that is 6. 5 is the highest two times. So that's 4. 4 is the highest two times. So that's 2. 3 is the highest once. So that's 1. And 2 is the highest once. Yeah, okay, so there we go. I've got it. Um, so. <laughs> so if, if you've I have got closure ten, now. If you've got a ten, uh, then I'll show you. We're we're doing uh, we're doing this as a video uh, hangout. You're only listening to the audio right now, everybody. But we're uh, Angie and I are on video. So Angie, this is the sheet I just drew up. These are all my numbers here. That's amazing. Just to figure out, yeah. Okay, so uh, the ten is going to be your highest card uh, five yeah. times. Uh, twenty five. Uh, sorry, twenty percent of the time. Sixteen uh, percent of the time, a nine will be your highest card. Sixteen percent of the time, an eight will be your highest card. Um, let's see, uh, 12% of the time, a seven will be your highest card. 12% of the time, a six, uh, 8% of the time, a five will be your highest card. 8% of the time, a four will be your highest card. And then 4% of the time each for three and two, it can, ne- a one can never be your highest card because your even number is going to be higher always. So, so they're not writing anything down. Do you think they're doing this math and they're just holding it in their heads as they're playing? Um, or, do you, or do you think they're focusing the tie on... Hand, it doesn't matter, right? When they're, yeah. when they're tying three straight hands, it doesn't matter. You just see what cards come up. But this is why they have so many ties. It's not, it's not like a yeah. one in ten shot that you've got a tie in any given hand. It's actually, the odds are, are better than that. Um, you know, you see that they both have a t- If I have a ten, a fifth of the time, you're also going to have a ten. I guess what I'm saying is not that it's so freaky that ties happen in double-sided poker. What I'm saying is what are the chances that Jinho, who did like a three-draw straight death match that sent him home in season two is the guy playing double sided poker when there's three in a row that's going to send him home. What are the I'm chances? I'm calculating that, but I mean, pretty good, right? I mean, he's, he doesn't go to a lot of death matches. 
the odds of him getting this specific death match, I guess, are low. It's one in eleven. Yeah, There's eleven different death matches. He goes to one death match and he gets double sided poker. Um, there was also uh, Indian Hold'em though, right? One of the death matches, yeah. Indian Hold'em. So it's a two in eleven chance he gets one of the two games where we could say that about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, within these games, like you're liable to have ties. The reason why it was such a big deal in season two was because they had so few chips. As yes. I recall, you had to trade in garnets. It was five chips of garnet, and he and, and Jiwan going to that death match had a combined one garnet. So they had to take a loan from Uncle Sangman. And uh, they each had 15 chips. In this game, you get 40 chips today in the yes. double-sided poker. So you have a lot more room to play. And mm-hmm. if you get into a big a big uh, tie, you know, a hand where, where there's a lot of tips in the middle on a tie, it's really your own fault for not managing your chips better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, again, unless unless your opponent takes the kill-fill strategy of always going all in. But, like, um, the the counter to that, like, like so if, if your opponent was always going all in and you were only – calling the bet when you were sure that you had him beat, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to take that high variance of putting 40 chips in the middle. Um, your opponent's going to start chipping you down because you're going to lose one chip each time. But the time that you're going to be able to beat him using that strategy, if he's just using it blindly, is the time that he's got a 2, 4, 6, or 8 face up, and you've got a 10 ostensibly face down because if you had a 10 face up, you wouldn't bet. Because if he's got a 2, 4, 6, or 8 up, he can't have a 10 down. The best he can have is a 9, and your 10 is locked to beat him. So... Um, you know, again, there's no, uh, I, I suspect that, uh, that, that I don't suspect, I mean, there's, I have less sympathy for a player who gets eliminated in a big, uh, uh, tie scenario in this game that I did, uh, two seasons ago when really it was completely out of Jinho's hands, what was happening with G1. He had to get his chips in there and he had to, he had to leave it up to Lady Luck, but here, you don't yeah, manage but G- G1, Yeah, G1 forced that though, because he knew like, right. that's that- what I'm saying. Yeah, there was, there was nothing Jinho could do there. That that was not his fault here. Well, he um, could have played with more chips. He let G One convince him to play with less so that he couldn't count cards, and then he went all in right away to force that as well, so he couldn't outsmart him. The other players had something to do with it too. They kept Jinho from from using more. Ch- I mean, he was he was asking for money. Like there was nothing he could do to force them to give him more garnets. The other players wanted Jinho eliminated, so they wanted the higher variance that you of get course. with a lower chip match. So I, I I don't think there was much Jinho could have done. But here, um, you know. After Kyunghoon takes that big pot, it's, there's not a lot of looking back. Like, Jinho does take a double at one point, and we get the talking head of him saying, that was when the tides really turned. And I go, oh, no. He's going to yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't take it. But we, who, you, you were, who were you rooting for in this? Who did you want to see go home? I, st- I mean, as much as I, as I lambast him for, for giving up wins he could have, I still am rooting for Kyunghoon. I mean, I, I, I feel for him. Ever since he was eliminated in season three, um, and you know he was like devastated by it, which you don't always see on these shows. I mean, part of it is that he's not a celebrity; he doesn't just get to go on the next show a week mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a fan. It's like if we got on the show and we played a little too hard, we had a little too much fun with it, and suddenly yeah. we're gone. You yeah. know? So I, I can empathize with that. That 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 hit me, and I, I was happy he got another chance. And again, I, it's kind of like the opposite. I've talked about this before, but it's like the opposite of of Rob Sesternino with his two games, where like. With Rob, it was the second time where you got that punch to the gut watching because you felt like you kind of were him and you kind of were getting blindsided and you kind of never had a fair chance. And the first time that he did really well and you were kind of like along for the ride with him here, you mm-hmm. had that punch to the gut the first time Kyunghoon played and the second time you're along for the ride. It's fun. So I'm rooting for Kyunghoon. To, for the win, for the ultimate win or just for in yeah. this death match? I think that's more fun. Yeah, I think Kyunghoon winning is the most fun. Because you seem pretty down on him. I'm surprised you're saying that. 
Yeah, it's it's emotional. I mean, I you know, I, I, well, you know, the heart it, wants what the heart wants. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel it from him. I, 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 it's that empathy, right? Like, I wish he were playing. I wish he were playing to win more. But like, he's not. You know, Hyunmin's kind of a robot, and Dongmin feels like it should be his, and Kyunghoon's actually like having fun and making the most of the opportunity. And so I, I, I have fun watching him do that. And so I, I, it's not just because he's playing in a way that result in him giving up the main matches. I mean, he, he could he could still have that killer instinct. He could he could have that like final death blow in these main matches. And I I just love him all the more. But I'm rooting for him. Yeah. So who's uh, who's your final two that you want to see? Yeah. So um, well, I, I guess let's let's hurry up and finish off Jinho, and we'll we'll get to that because I I do want to sure. talk about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, eventually Kyung Hoon wears down Jinho, and it's it's all over. Um, Kyung Hoon has figured out that he can see the next card coming out of the shoe, as we talked about, and he can by by folding in times where he, it's a it's a tough choice between folding and calling or folding and betting. Um, by folding in those situations when he knows that Jinho's about to get a low card, because the person who won the last hand gets the next card, um, that he can force Jinho away from hands that would give him the the possibility of making a double bet. And actually, that makes me the fact that the player who won the previous hand gets the next card. I'm now convinced that that was uh, deliberate by the producers that you could see the next card coming, that, that it was 100% deliberate. Yep. Um, okay, so Jinho's out. Um, he has no garnets to assign because he was in the death match for having lost all his garnets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, goodbye, Jinho. And uh, there was some talk, I think Dom and Colin were saying, you know, if Jinho won again, is he like the genius of Sandra? No, that's absurd. Sandra was much better. No, 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 she was not. Uh, Jinho. Sandra was awesome. Jinho's a, he wasn't as dynamic this season, but like he said at the start of the episode, like I've been saying all season on this podcast, just keep not getting eliminated. That's your job, right? All All stars is a different animal. You got to play it smarter. You got to play it more low key. Cause if you, if you make a, a peep, if you, if you raise a flag, if you make too much noise, you're gone. The highest nail gets hammered down first, and yes. uh, you saw that. I mean, kind of with Sangmin. I, I suspect if if Kyung Hoon hadn't Kyung Hooned in episode three, that Sangmin could very well still be there Sangmining. But uh, you know, uh, Sangmining, Sangming. What's the, I don't know what the what the verb is. <laughs> Where was Sangmu by the way? He was dancing around with mangoes on and, uh, and shaved ice on his head. Is that like the the CEO of Dongmin's uh, network or something? Uh, that was so over my head. I didn't know like what the, the hell they the were talking about. The mangoes and the shaved ice, like that's like. Well, then you should have definitely brought him. <laughs> he's that guy. He's the mango party guy. Don't bring your dad to come flirt all over Dealer Nuna. I know. Who do, yeah, don't do that to her. Who needs fake haha when you got that guy? So uh, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Jinho, not Sandra. Yeah, I mean he's. You know, in season one, he earned it. Like, Open Pass was a, was a really great uh, episode. He's he, Sandra's he, first season, she earned it, too. Is that where we were going with that? Well, so, like, not that Sandra, like, shouldn't have won that season. I mean, really, the, it's, it's fine that Sandra won her two seasons. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, like, like, take the money, take the titles from her. But she wasn't – Jinho did things proactively to win season one, right? Like, he was strong in Open Pass. There's no, there's no Open Pass moment to point to in Sandra's game. You know, there's no, she was never a target to get voted out, which you could say is a strength of hers. She was under, but, but she also never had to, um, she was never put in a position where her back was against the wall, really, in either season. Like, 
Jinho has been, where he's been in death. She death also almost voted out in Heroes versus Villains. What are you talking about? She was completely against the wall, and she managed to flip it again and again and again. She flipped she, it with, with Coach. She flipped it when Courtney, uh, she and Courtney were up against each other, and she, she flipped it in, in the decision to go to final two, uh, final two with Russell. She wasn't. Um, her back was. She was never the one about to get voted out. I think that the the is it going to be Sandra or Courtney thing. I think that was overblown. I think it was probably pretty straightforwardly going to be Courtney. Um, and and I, I don't. I mean, I just I don't think that she's. Ha- I mean, she, the the move with Coach, good move. That was great. Mm-hmm. But her back wasn't against the wall in that situation. I I, I just don't think she's had to. Um, she's had the not that she hasn't done it at all, but not to the same extent that Jinho has had had earned through his through his ability within the game had earned his his uh, his continued here's uh, the thing with the here's the thing with jinho though i feel that he manages to survive because he is so incredibly good at solving the challenges and the puzzles not because of his social game so it's almost like he wins despite the fact that he's really bad at making alliances and connections and i feel like he did much better with that in this all-star season than he ever has it seemed like everyone wanted to work with him so I was very high on Jinho going into this final four. I thought he had really come around. Well, I'll say I, his social game was definitely better this season, but his social game was not great in season two because he was ganged up on because he had won season one, right? And that was a really hard thing for him. And Sangman to an extent was. I mean, Sangman came very close to a death match early in season two in the in the chair game. It was almost Sangman versus Hongchul, except yeah. Jae Hyun couldn't pull the trigger on it and she yeah. wound up going home. But that was episode two. But I mean, Sangman, with his record in death matches, that could have been Sangman getting eliminated in episode two there. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like Jinho and Sangman had this clear path uh, to get to the end. I mean, eventually Sangman did uh, because he found the the token of immortality. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like the, Jinho didn't have a chance to really get in great with everybody. And he still had his alliance. He still had his programmer's alliance. So he was still okay socially, uh, you know, granted with friends he has outside the game. But even still, you, you mm-hmm. get who you get in the game. And in season one, he was able to work with Poong until it was time to cut Poong off. And then he was working with Sung Yu, and he and Sung Yu were close for a while. So there's... You just see that some of the really good genius players are the ones that are able to flip back and forth between alliances as it suits them. And Jin Ho's never been that guy. He's he not good at suddenly. One, though. I mean, he, he had upset Sung Yu. He wasn't working with Sung Yu, but then Sung Yu gave, uh, gave Jin Ho the token of life that, uh, with the final five when he was hoping Sangman would get eliminated. Um, so Jin and, and he had worked with Poong and then he worked against Poong and so there was not to the extent that, that some of the other players can do that like mm-hmm. Sangman who can and Dongman too yeah Dongman yeah uh, where they get away with it every week but like he still has done it and he's done it more than a lot of other players have done it for sure oh certainly and he's done it more cleanly than other players who have tried it have done it you know look at look at Kyunghoon pretty much until the midway point of this season who who was completely covered in mud from, from oh, his yeah. have to do it and look at you know, when when Dr. Yunsung had had done some of that stuff this season, everyone said, "Hey, like, wh- what are you doing? That's not your thing." Like, yeah. what, who do you was, think you are? Who yeah. do you think you are, Sangman? So, <laughs> I think Jin. I mean, Jinho's a really good player. He he made it deep into the season again. He, uh, what, what are you going to say? He's not the greatest genius player ever, but he's a very strong player, and I think he's definitely top tier. So, do you not agree that Jinho is better at the genius than Sandra is at Survivor? He didn't win twice. I, I guess. I mean, the, I, the Sandra hate is so consistent. 
I, think, I don't hate Sandra. No, I just mean people that don't give her the credit that I think she's due because you don't you don't see how subtle she worked it from beginning to end in both of those seasons. And there's evidence, there's like little nuggets along the way where you can see it, but it's a very different strategy than someone like a Tony that's very in your face. It's very obvious. It's not as flashy, so it's easy to overlook it. The fact that she can walk into heroes versus villains as a winner and still not be seen as a threat is genius. But none of the winners were, right? None of the winners were really seen as a threat. JT and and Parvati making it deep, and even Tom Westman. Tom was, was targeted not very target. early for that. Well, but. Tom was targeted, I think, more because he wasn't part of the LA social clique on the Heroes Tribe. But like, so going back to Sandra briefly, and I, I do want to get back to the genius on this genius podcast at some point. Mm. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure you've heard the stories that had Sandra's tribe in Pearl Islands gone to tribal council in the first episode. She was gone. She was an outsider on that tribe at that point. Do you believe that would have happened? Or do you think she would have somehow swung the vote? Um, I think first votes are always very chaotic and you have no ability to work anything hardly. I mean, Sari managed to pull some magic right in the very beginning and on her uh, on Panama with, with that. But often it's the, the, the kind of older mom character that, that, that gets voted out first off. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she was first off. But yeah. I think a lot of good players is some, sometimes just catch a catch a bad deal on the very first vote off. You never know. Sure, but if if you're if you're saying that, then you could argue that like maybe Zayn would have been the best survivor player of all time. I mean, not Zayn specifically, but like you know, of the players who really got in that bad spot and got got bounced quickly, you know, then if you're saying that like sure, Sandra could have gone quickly, but there is certain, you could also, there are, the, the 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 converse of that is like well, maybe the best survivor player is someone who got eliminated in, in episode two of some season we don't even remember. Maybe maybe Jessica DeBen was the greatest player ever. Maybe uh, maybe Ryan Shoulders was, would have been the greatest player of all time if he I had think a chance to work his man. I think there are certain kinds of players that, that come in presenting a certain persona, being non-athletic, being older, being like a father or a mother that tend to be um, targeted very early on. It's an easy first boot. Someone like Zane does not have that going for him. He was a first boot because he offered to be a first boot. He would have been perfectly fine had he not done that so no it's not the same thing at all you don't think in any case so so standard so not all up. first boots are created equal i'm saying it's hard no, for someone like a jillian not to be a first boot because she's coming in as an older lady that's going to okay. seem like an easy target but there's your example so maybe jillian could have been the best player of all time right maybe no it's possible right I mean, I mean, I mean, Kathy did very well for herself. She could have been the first boot easily because she was one of those older, bossy women types, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Debbie or Diane Ogden would have. <laughs> and if my aunt something something, she. <laughs> I don't know if you can even say that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting enough hate mail from the Dongman people that uh, maybe. No, no, the Sandra people are going to start. I think she's extremely good at understanding what's happening. She's very good at snooping. She invented this spy shack. Before the I, spy shack was a spy shack. I don't think Sandra is bad. I think Sandra, she's she's good. I just I don't think she's at that top level, even though she's one place. But this is not the the place Sandra in the in the pantheon of of win. I mean, she's she's a she's a great survivor player. She's not in the top tier of players on my draft. If I'm picking like who's most likely to win, if you throw them in a season, whether people know who you are or not, maybe, maybe that's uh, that's something to talk about another time, but. For now, we are back to the genius. Jinho is gone. We're down to three players. We are down to Hyunmin, Dongmin, and Kyunghoon. Two of them will advance to the finals. One of them will be your winner. Is um, this a delicious final three? Or it's what? pretty great. With, with so... Jinho, we've lost both season one and season two at the same time. Yeah. 
I mean, this is this is saving me from uh, from Big Brother Seventeen because this final is so it's so re it's so fulfilling, it's so satisfying at this point. Any three of these win, and I'm okay. I'm You'll okay feel a lot better tomorrow if Steve and Johnny Mac turn around the vote on Julia. Uh, well, I'm I'm starting my prayer circle right now. Yeah, I see uh, the incense burning. I see the candles <laughs> in a circle. Um, that's uh, that's not real blood, is it? It is. It's not going to work if it's not real blood. I guess. Is it going to work well from Canada, or are you going to like retroactively make Jordan Parhar the winner of, of Big Brother Canada? Oh, maybe I um, could do that. That would be no, awesome. No, no one could have done that. <laughs> you leave Jordan alone. Even if you quantum leap into the, the Big Brother Canada treehouse. By the way, you do you hear the, the Quantum Leap podcast that Rob I did? I did. Yeah, Genius fans, if you don't, even if you don't listen to Rob has a podcast, Kaz Kozdrowski was was amazing on that podcast. He got so many genius references in. It, it was, was out of control. I every think. 10 seconds, there was something in there that Rob completely missed. Of course he missed it. He's watched half of an episode of The Genius, and that sounded completely in context. He was talking about one of the things he said was about like Wanda, about how she sung you a song and she, <laughs> because she's the Diddy God. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It was really great. And it was just a one after another after the other. I Rob did one at one point too that was not intentional. He was talking about something, something that was one way he wanted it to be a different way. He was hoping they would change up. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, um, anyway, so we've got these three. You asked me who I think is going to be in the final two. I think, despite the fact we know the last death match is twelve Jangi, we know that Hyunman's really good at twelve Jangi. But I think, again, based on the edit, based on the edit, and this hasn't meant much in the past on the Genius, I think it's going to be Dongman and Hyunmin. I think that's the most likely final two. I think um, uh, Hyunmin, uh, yeah, I think he finds a way to get eliminated in this next episode. But the game is is 12 Jangi. I really like Hyunmin's chances if he winds up in this death match. Although, if it's him and Hyunmin and they both understand the game perfectly, it's a who gets to go first or who goes second. Whichever is you know, the ad- advantageous position to be in in the game. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure what the next main match is going to be. It's going to depend a lot on that. Um, if you think Dongmin is the weakest Paul Jangi player, and I think he probably is, I, I, you have, still have to think he's probably the most likely to win a main match where part of it relies on help from comedians. I <laughs> I think he's probably studied the hell out of 12 Jangi as well. I think that they're probably somewhat evenly matched with that by now because I think Dongmin's smart enough to realize that he's got to study up. He's got to study up. He's not yeah. going to pull a pull a Britney in the POV and just like, oh, I'll just I'll go by my wits. No, he's smarter than that. He was strong at have too, but I just I don't think he has the free time that Hyunmin and Kyunghoon have. Would be my guess. Um, but it's hard to predict. I mean, I, I honestly like I think it's a fair question. I don't know. I don't know what the, how the main match is going to play out, and I don't know who's been studying for twelve Jangi. So it's it's really hard to say. But if I had to guess, I'd say Dongmin is the most likely to make it to the finals because I think he's the most likely to win this main match. I think Hyunhoon is second most likely, and I think Hyunmin is third most likely. But I don't think it's like uh, you know a huge gap between them. You've got um, the the difference in equity. I mean, you've got the I'd say of the two hundred percent chance uh, total for going to the finals because two players are going. That's two hundred percent chances. I'd say Hyunmin's got to be uh, what like eighty percent of that, and then maybe like sixty uh, percent each for the other two. Would be my guess, something like that. I think Kung Hoon's going to win it regardless, regardless of who goes. Like he's definitely making it to final two, and I think he's definitely winning. Wow. Well, I wanted to, um, I wanted to get to the the. Well, we could do the the odds of winning the game first because it's really easy this week. 
the odds of winning the whole genius. So you, you think Chung Hoon is the most likely to win. The I do. Season four. And the arc of this guy, because I don't think words can express how much I hated his living guts at the beginning of this season. I hated him in season three. And when he sent Sangman home, I wanted his head on a platter. Yeah, but so if you're talking fact- about arcs, right? Like the producers didn't know who won the season until a couple weeks ago. So you're looking at like, uh, let's, let's see, let's find uh, the episode guides here. Um, that maybe maybe around the time of minus auction two, they knew who won. Maybe not until horror race two, did they? Did you know were they able to edit the show with the knowledge of who the actual winner would be? So that's what makes it so beautiful because you're actually watching him develop throughout the season as a player, develop relationships with the other players without the producers necessarily even knowing how far these guys are going to get. And eventually, he just won me over. Like he's just so fantastic. Yeah, I guess my point is, though, that, like, you can't set up a, lo- a season-long arc like you can on Survivor because they don't know what the what the end of the story is. So, you know, if you're going to read into the editing, you can really only read into what you've I'm seen. not even talking about editing. I'm talking about a natural arc. People grow naturally and have their own natural arcs and seeing his develop over the I don't season. Know. I've, I've never changed, so I don't <laughs> You're exactly the same. You've learned um, nothing. Your wife has taught you nothing, Scott? Uh, she's taught me not to say that she's taught me nothing, so I guess that's something. Well, there you go. That's your arc. <laughs> you, she's taught you not to say we're pregnant. Uh, no, I, I was smart enough to figure that one out on my own. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to take credit for that. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, here's what I've got. I've got a chart here that's all ready to be filled out. It's blank right now. I've got okay. the names of the 10 people eliminated so far. I've got a slot here for the, the third place finisher. And I've got three columns here. One for Kyung-hoon versus Hyunmin. One for Dongmin versus Hyunmin. And one for Dongman versus Kyunghoon. And I've put these again in, in approximate order of how likely I think the player is going to win. You think Kyunghoon is the most likely. I still think Dongman is the most likely, but I think it's close. I think it's Dongman, Kyunghoon, Hyunmin. Um, and as we're about to get to, I think Hyunmin is going to be the least likely to get items if he makes it to the final two. So I think he's in trouble, especially against someone. I mean, we already saw Dongman beat him with an 8-3 advantage. Um, but I think especially against Kyunghoon, who is probably pretty evenly matched with Hyunmin just straight up in these games. Mm-hmm. If you give Kyung Hoon a big advantage, I think it's it's. Who very... do you think between Dongmin and Hungmin? Uh, sorry, Kyung Hoon. Who do you think gets more more items from the other players? Well, let's get to that because that's that's what the chart okay. is for, so we can figure this out. So let's start with Kyung Hoon versus Hyunmin, and we'll do the best we can. Um, some of these we'll be able to say pretty definitively. Some of them we won't we won't know. Um, Jung Hoon. Who's Jung Hoon going for? Kyung Hoon or Hyunmin? Um. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I have no idea. All right. I don't know. Yoan. Who's Yoan going for? I think Yoan's going for Kyungmin. I'm just trying to think. Kyunghoon was uh, sort of a, a thorn in, in Yoan's yeah, side. I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think of who got in fights, who didn't like. I'm giving Yoan to Hyunmin. You can fight me later if you like. <laughs> I can take it. Um, Sangmin. Sangmin, uh, Sangmin's going for Kyunghoon against Hyunmin, I think. You know what? Because he has this affinity with the other kings. Because um, we're doing against Dogmen, right? Or are we doing Hyunmin? No, this is Kyung. Well, I, I, we'll re- reset this in a second. But yeah, this is Kyung Hoon and Hyunmin. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's going with Kyung Hoon then against Hyunmin. No, sure. all right. So let's let's go back a second. I think this makes more sense if we go through each like juror uh, again in all three matchups. So let's go back to Jung Hoon. So we don't know what he's doing, Kyung Hoon versus Hyunmin. And either of the other two matches, you think he's giving it to Dongmin? Dongmin over Kyungmin, Dongmin over Kyunghoon? No, I think Kyunghoon gets it. 
Junghoon gets it. Yeah. Against Dongmin from Junghoon? Um I would say Dongmin would get it over Hyunmin, but maybe. What, you, we don't know what are your reasons? Reason. Like give me the give me what what's I don't really have much of a reason here. Like I think I, I think Dongmin's presence, like his he just the way that he commands a room, like you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah, okay. Cool. Like I'm on his side. I want to be on team Dongmin. Um, he exudes confidence. He's just such a cool customer. It, whatever he did, it worked really well last time. I mean, we know yeah. that he can pick up items against Yemen. He was able to to really create alliances and protect those alliances in season three, though, and he hasn't really been able to do that. So I don't know if people have the same kind of affinity for him. <sighs> yeah, I, you know what? I think he's going to Dongmin. I think you're right. Okay, so I'll, I'll give I'll give his to Dongmin in the two games with Dongmin and Kyunghyun versus Hyunmin. I don't know. I'll leave that blank. Yoan is going for Hyunmin over Kyunghyun, I think. Um, what about Dongmin and Hyunmin? Do you have a thought on that? He likes Dongmin. Okay, yeah, I think, and I, I think also Dongmin he's, is getting it over Kyunghyun for Yoan. Again, mm-hmm. Kyunghyun just was is a big part of the reason why Yoan was gone so fast. Yeah. Right, so Sangmin, Sangmin, same thing. Sangmin's going to Dongmin in both cases, also, right? Sangmin's going to go. You think because I he has this respect for like all the the previous winners, but he's got this like puppy dog relationship with uh, with Kyunghyun. Okay, so well, let's say Dongmin definitely gets it over Kyunmin from Sangmin, correct? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So I'm okay with putting this in Kyunghoon just to balance out the fact we don't really know for sure what Jonghoon's going to do. I mean, I think that's a great story, but we just saw Sangmin come back into the game and fight against Kyunghoon and Fort Dongmin. So uh, it's That's it's, true. That's true. I, I I really don't know, but we'll we'll give it to Kyunghoon just to sort of balance out the uncertainty we have with Jonghoon. Yoon-sun. <laughs> I think he's oh shit. Well, who did he who did he align did how much did he align no, with Kyunghoon? Yunsung, the uh, the lawyer, uh, Lady Yunsung. Oh, jeez, I thought you said Young. Oh, these names, Young Sung. I thought you said. Um, oh, Young Sung. Soon, Young Sung. Oh, she hates everybody. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking. Oh, I think she's going to give it to Dongmin. I think that's going to be her favorite. She's going to Dongmin in both cases. What about Kyunghun versus Hyunmin? Yeah, I, I just I think Kyunghoon's more likable. I think Hyunmin is like like Mr. Boring. I, I People don't, don't like Hyunmin. I don't know why. I think maybe he, there's a cockiness about him. Like I don't I don't see it. I find him adorable, but I like I go I back gotta, and rewatch the beginning of season three. It's it's way more apparent there before he gets kind of humbled. Um, and he's kind of a he's kind of a dick, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's brash. Yeah. Okay. You can see how he rubbed people the wrong way. Um, you young, you not you young, you Hyun. Why are you young? Because now I'm bad with names also. Yoo Hyun. Um, you, but man, so you're talking about someone who was in season three, who played with these three guys, who has a relationship. You believe, did he, who did he give his advantage to in season three? I think he gave it to Dongmin. He was always trying to be with Dongmin, and Dongmin was always. Let's see. I have. Shutting I have him the, out. Uh, you didn't give, yeah, he gave it to Dongmin. He hates Hunmin. But I between Dongmin and Kung But he worked with no Kyunghoon. I think he's giving it to Kyunghoon. I think between those between Dongmin and Kyunghoon, I think he's giving it to Kyunghoon for sure. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. So that's fine. So we'll we'll give it to Kyunghoon for him. Uh Dr. Yun Sung, again, just a window into his mind. He gave his his to Hyunmin last time. So let's say he gives it to Hyunmin again over Dongmin. Yeah. But he, he worked a lot with Kung Hoon in, in this season. 
So I think he's giving it to him over to Ongman. What do you okay. think? Yeah. I'll, do you I think, think that's, that's reasonable? Fine. I think that's reasonable. Okay. Um, Jung Moon. Does she still have a crush on Hyunmin? Is that still happening? She's, I'm so, I hate her so much this season. I can barely think when I think of her. She was better TV this season, though. It was painful. It was painful. But I will say, like I, I found that, that her scream. annoying. Yeah. She was doing the thing that I want players to do. She was trying to not get eliminated. No, she was freaking out, and she wasn't using her brain because she was terrified of getting eliminated. There's she a big there. difference. But she was trying to not get eliminated. She was doing what she thought she could do to just avoid being eliminated each round. It turned out not to work, which is fine. It's fine if your plan is bad and stupid. I just want you to have a plan. I want you to have a plan with the goal in mind being to not get eliminated. Please, just that much is good. Yep, please think about it, maybe. Right, she's, so give, do- she's giving her items to Dongmin because he protected her a couple times. Okay. And between Hunmin and Kang Hoon. Give it to Hyunmin. Because he's young and pretty. Because they Who walked knows? together a couple times. Yeah. He held her hand. He was less a part of the plan to eliminate her in that episode. Yeah. I mean, Kyung Hoon went out of his way to... To, to really mess her up. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> he's not getting the, <laughs> he's not invited to her birthday party either. No. He All doesn't right. get to ride the pony. Is Kim Kyung Ren sticking with the Kim Kyung connection? She's certainly giving her items to Dongman. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh no. She loves Dongman. He's got her items. But what about uh, between Kyung Hoon and Hyunmin? I feel like she worked quite a lot with Hunmin this, this season. I think she okay. would give it to Hunmin. Okay. Done. I think I think the chaotic quality of Kung Hoon um, pisses her off, frankly. All right, next we have Jun Seok, who is on the record. He wants Kyung Hoon to win at this point, so yeah. I'm going to give Kyung Hoon those those items. And between Dongmin and Hyunmin, I, I don't. Dongmin. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Gabe um, respects Gabe. All right, Jinho. Jinho is going to Dongmin, and and both chances he has to give it to Dongmin. And in the case of Kyung Hoon versus Hyunmin, he was not thrilled with Hyunmin this time. He did not want to pick Kyung Hoon. I think he's got. More respect for Kyung Hoon. I, I think Kyung Hoon gets Jin Ho's item if it's if it's the team I think it's a toss up. I really can't. I'm not going to argue either way. I I'm going to give it to Kyung Hoon. But you know what? I'm going to slide Jung Hoon's across the table to Hyunmin to even it out because that's the only one we're missing so far too. So mm-hmm. all right, and finally we've got our final three finisher. Um, so in the case of Kyung Hoon versus Hyunmin, Dongmin is assigning an item. To whom does Dongmin give his item? I feel like. Dongmin and Hunmin, what I don't know what the hell happened between those two this season. Something happened. It didn't happen at the beginning. It happened midway. And I feel like they hate each other's guts at this point. I don't know why, but I think he's giving it to Kung Hoon. Okay. Uh, between, so now if Kung Hoon is eliminated, it's going to be Dongmin versus Hyunmin. Who is Kung Hoon giving his item to? He would, I, do some, he would do something random. <laughs> I think he would Hyunmin. Here's why. In our chart right now, we've got uh, only one item for Hyunmin. Really? Yeah, I think he would definitely try and even that up. I think he would try and, and do something that would kind of make things more interesting and more drama. I mean, he gave it to Dongmin last time. Um, but this is, you know, this is one of those scenarios they've been playing together for so long that, that you know, it's more likely that it would have changed for someone like Hyunhoon than for someone like Yoohyun. Um, who did not get into the more one-on-one dynamics with all these mm-hmm. guys. So I'm, I'm going to go to Hyunmin. I also think, again, in any of the cases where it's really lopsided, I think it's very possible that the uh, the tokens may have shifted uh, or that the advantages may have started shifting towards the end, towards the player who had less, that like close decisions are made, um, erring on the side of giving it to the player who was more in need of an item. 
So they while do like on to keep the, right now, they do I'm like to keep it, 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 it even, right? They have the sense of fairness. It seems when they go to these final. On this chart right now, I have. I, well, we'll get to it in a second. But I have a nine-two advantage for Dongman over Hyunmin. I don't think it would be that big, but it could be eight-three again. It could be you know seven. Yeah. Um, and finally, Hyunmin is eliminated. We've got Dongman versus Kyunghoon. Uh, who's Hyunmin giving it to? This is hard. It is hard. It is. Next hard. week we'll have the full picture, and we still won't know. Yeah. I think he still gives it to Dongman. Maybe I'm so? crazy. I don't know. I just I know that they're 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 not getting along, and I don't understand why. But I think yeah, I think it's going to Kyunghoon. Really? I yeah, just I think I think Hyunmin's one of the people. I mean, I think they're buddies outside the game. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah, think so. Okay. You know, and, and I think I think it's like Hyunmin's had a front row seat for Kyunghoon's redemption narrative, and Kyunghoon is is also uh, uh, someone who came in from the open call for the show. So. I, th- I think he's giving it to Kyunghoon, especially since in this estimation, Kyunghoon is trailing in items. So I'm going to give it to. Oh, then Kyunghoon. he definitely will. Yeah. So here's what we've got. So if it's Kyunghoon, Kyunghoon versus Hyunmin, uh, Kyunghoon has a seven to four advantage. Dongmin has a nine to two advantage over Hyunmin, and Dongmin has a six to five advantage over Kyunghoon in our I, pretend I, version of this. I think that's very reasonable, and I think that's going to make an amazing final two uh, episode. I mean, it's the last narrative that didn't make any sense is gone, which which would have been uh, Jin Ho versus Kyung Hoon. Like that was the last narrative where it was like, eh, what's yeah. Saying, right? Like here, you've either got Kyung Hoon versus Hyun Min, the two young guns from the open casting call. Uh, you've got Dong Min Hyun Min, which is the rematch, mm-hmm. or you've got Dong Min Kyung Hoon, like the great player versus the the bumbling fool who has turned everything around. You know, can can this uh, can this guy like overcome this great player who's who's already gotten the best of him? So, I really don't want to see a Dongman Hunman rematch. I think that I would be either. I think that would be really boring, and we've already seen that. I think it would end up the same way. I think so too. I think there'd be too many advantages for Dongman, and uh, yeah, Dongman would would win it very handily. Um, the other thing uh, uh, about the final two, uh, the item. Uh, giveaway is that like we can never fully get into these people head people's heads about why they give it to this person versus that person. But one of the things we've consistently seen is a factor is performance in death matches seems mm. to matter. If, if Kyung Hoon so far has survived four of them, mm-hmm. if he doesn't go to the death match this time, Dongman and Hyunmin have each been to one. So whoever survives will have been through two death matches. But if Kyung Hoon wins the death match in episode 11, Mm-hmm. He will have won five death matches, five out of the eleven death matches. That's amazing. On it, will have only won one of the death matches. So I think that tilts it further in his favor. So maybe you know I don't know who, but maybe if you wanna if you wanna slide one or two more advantages over to Kyung Hoon um, in any of these scenarios, I I wouldn't argue with you about that. I think they see him as the as the underdog that's that's really earned it. That's that really deserves his chance to shine. So I can see him getting more advantages. That'd be really great, and I, I really hope he makes it. I mean, that'd be so oh, much fun. That'd be great. <laughs> it would be. So, uh, any other thoughts before we wrap up? No, I think that's about it. That was really that was. The, the, I really loved that episode. I know you weren't that hot on the on the main match, but that whole episode, episode. Yeah, just yeah. not a great main. Not a well designed main match. I was yeah. I was laughing out loud. I was screaming. I was like, I haven't done that in a while. So I was no, laughing I, out loud too. Yeah, I was. Yeah. That extreme waste piece was amazing. I was trying to explain to Harrison like what's so funny. <laughs> why, is, why is Moby so funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it was, it was uh, great having you on the podcast. Uh, thank you for filling in. Uh, I'm going to give Mike the wrong time to sign into the podcast next week, so I'll have an excuse for why we've had you back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I am looking forward to, to, at some point, it's been a while, at some point doing a podcast uh, with just Scott and Mike since our names are on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and I, I do want to talk to him also about the, the letter we got from Korea. So hi to Korea. <laughs> how, hi, Korea. How are you all doing? Nasayo. Chinguyas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's probably not how you pluralize chinguyas. No, I doubt it very much. I doubt it very much. But it's a good effort. Thank you. All right. So uh, any anything else? No. From Toronto? No. Great. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> From Toronto. I don't know. but It's been longer than I expect. I mean, I, I after watching the episode, I didn't think we'd be, we'd be going on that long about it. I'm, but I'm very interesting. Yeah, no, you're very interesting, and there's there's always more to talk about than you think. Mm-hmm. We're into the the sixth hour of the podcast, uh, <laughs> so um, you know I'm going to try to cut it down. I'm going to do my best to cut it down to about an hour and forty five, an hour and fifty minutes. So if you were looking down at your podcast app and you see that this podcast is at about one forty five, one fifty, then you know that I've done a, a really good job editing. It's probably taken me days in the editing studio to to cut out all the uh, all the filler stuff. Um, like all the spoilers for Survivor season thirty-one, for example. And none of the fillers for me, by the way. So he's just—he's editing himself at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> at one point, uh, at one point, you went to bed for the night, and I just kept talking. So most <laughs> of that. Um, all right. So again, uh, I am on Twitter at who is Scott Green. Angie, you are on Twitter at at Angie Cons. Spell that again for everybody. A N G I E C A U N C E. And of course, Mike, uh, Mike's Twitter account is also at who is Scott Green. So you can just, uh, he is, he is at Michael Botta, B-O-T-T-A. Um, so send him, send him some love. Um, I know he's had uh, a really rough time uh, these last few weekends. He's been on vacation like every weekend and going to weddings and just having a blast. So, you That's know, really send some, hard. send some Those love. Those open bars are rough, man. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. I've seen, I've seen photos. It's, uh, it's, it's, he's going gray prematurely. <laughs> He really is, but you know, uh, no one else can see that. So I have to tell you so that you all know, uh, and I'll find out if he actually listens to the podcast he's not on, if he comes back to me and he says, hey, what the hell, buddy? Going gray from the fun. <laughs> it's a, it actually works on him. Like, like he, he looks better like with the gray. He's very distinguished, and, and he looks like someone you would, uh, you would really trust uh, to, uh, to podcast. Know, do do? I think he's an oriental doctor like Yunsung. I think he does acupuncture <laughs> and stuff. Well, there you go. That's a man you want sticking his needles in you. Yeah. So, uh, for Genius Cast with Scott and Mike, I'm Scott. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in again next week. I uh, hope to hear from you about uh, your thoughts about the genius, and we will try our best to get to you next Wednesday if we can, uh, expecting a baby for me. So we'll see if the schedule changes a little bit or not. But uh, it's, it's always a blast. Angie, thank you so much for joining us. And this is Genius Cast signing off. Fighting. <laughs>